Hello, and welcome to the Mass Singer Rehap Ups podcast. We've been away for quite some time, but it's a, you know, it's a better late than ever situation. I am your host, Puya, the SD card Zan Vakili, and with me is the great Liana, the gummy worm Boris. Liana, how have you been doing? Uh, I'm great. As uh, Anthony Anderson once said, what exactly is this show about? <laughs> because uh, coming back from our two week hiatus or hiatus, um, this was being like thrust back into some weird magical fantasy land where we had a tree sing. Um, Joey Fatone showed up for a brief cameo and uh, we had Nick Cannon in an oversized pink coat. So uh, really the question, what exactly is this show about is fresh on my mind. It perfectly encapsulates what we've gotten ourselves into this season. And it didn't take long for me to remember what we're doing and what we're watching. I will admit the first like 10 minutes back, I was like, what is this again? And we're covering this. But it felt great to be back. I'm really excited to talk about all this stuff. Uh, Not only to some people we've seen three times now, and there's a lot to break down. Uh, We're going to be talking about episodes five and six on this uh, podcast since uh, they were both released in the same night. I understand that episode five was supposed to be um, last week, but then the World Series went to game seven because the Houston Astros can't do what they should have done, which I that is my full extent of baseball knowledge. But we got a double episode, Liana. How did you feel watching two hours worth of Mass Singer in one sitting? It was definitely the feeling of being thrust back into this insane nonsense. But I thought overall, the performances were really, really amazing. Um, I think it reminded me of the talent that we have on this season. Um, and it it reignited my excitement for everything that was going on. You know, there was definitely a little bit of a lull with the two weeks off. But having two hours of seeing some amazing performances, those insane costumes and some crazy audience uh, dancing... <laughs> I'm I'm here to talk about everything. Yeah, I'm very excited too. So let's dive in. Let's dive in right away and uh, talk about the person you have already mentioned earlier. Nick Cannon, you know, does his little entrance like he does every week. Uh, he walks out in a mirrored disco ball looking rabbit head, which I was like, uh, is the rabbit back out here? No, it's Nick Cannon in a pink overcoat, purple pattern suit with a white turtleneck underneath. Liana, what's your opinion on wearing a suit with a turtleneck. Yeah, I was definitely uh, went to toot or boot type feeling because (laughs) the oversized pink coat looked like he borrowed it from CeeLo Green, takes it off to reveal this highlighter pink and iridescent purple suit with that white turtleneck that you talked about. It was definitely a choice. Um, The shoes matched (laughs) the whole outfit. I don't know where he got those, Um, but this was probably the perfect way to start things off with this absolutely insane outfit. Pretty ridiculous. I do have to say my favorite part was the uh, the rabbit head. I thought that was a nice touch um, to his uh, outfit. Um, so, you know, Nick Cannon brings us back, mentions all the accolades. You know, we've got 69 Emmy nominations. I think it was Emmy nominations. Blah, blah, blah. What I did I note. Grammys. Grammys. 69 Grammys. Yeah. What, <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> what I did note in my notes, though, he did not mention Super Bowl appearances. Liana. Uh, that's because, yeah, I don't know if they realize. Okay, look, here's the deal. There's no football players 
Okay, no. on this season. Therefore, in terms of the people that have made Super Bowl appearances, it has to be either singing the national anthem or halftime shows. And I think they've realized what a BS clue that is. <laughs> and then it's absolutely ridiculous. I will be here with my pitchfork to complain about it. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's uh, that's funny that it was the glaring omission and the clues. Yeah, they smartened up because uh, we were not happy about that. And if there were football players, we would have seen them by now because like you've mentioned the caliber of singing and talent remaining in the game right now is immense and i'm standing on this theory like i did before i don't think a football player could sing like any of these people but that's neither here nor there we can move on to the first performance of the night and that was the rottweiler liana uh what was his does he have a oh the woof 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 (laughs) (laughs) yeah egg 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 um yeah so it was fun to see the rottweiler back this was i think uh it had been a long time since we'd seen the rottweiler perform right we're talking like a month or something um so this was definitely a oh right okay yeah the rottweiler like this is a person that exists um so i was trying to remember the clues like thank god we cover this uh as a podcast (laughs) because i actually had notes because otherwise i don't think i would have remembered a single thing about the rottweiler um but i just have an overall comment about the clue packages in this episode garbage (laughs) i like did not find them useful at all there were so many things i felt like it was responding to all of the comments from the last episodes and so we didn't really get a lot more information maybe in this episode episode five but definitely by episode six it was just like i didn't even know what to write down it was either repeating what we'd seen before or stuff that felt like it was almost trying to throw the judges off by pulling things that the judges had commented on. Um, and we'll get into some examples of that later. Um, but the Rottweiler here, the clues were, you know, I was judged from the moment I entered the game. Um, the blue ribbon thing again. Um, I didn't really get the boxes because there were like uh, mm-hmm. the, what what are those guys' names? The the men in black people or whatever. They were like sitting in little boxes of like kale Carolina and Lil Pup. I don't know. Maybe that that is supposed to be a clue. Um, but this was just all very confusing to me. I I would have to co-sign what you've said, Liana. It did feel like these clue packages became more of a feedback package where they talk about how they felt after the performance and the judges' critiques. And you know, there's some clues in there, but more often than not, I feel like the clues are now at that point where they're just trying to throw people off. It that's genuinely how it felt because. more than any other episode i'm like no two clues are alike in the sense that they have no connective tissue but the one clue i did pick up from the uh the rottweilers package that i can explain to you actually is the the little boxes with the men in black in them so i only caught this on my second watch as i had to do with all these clues to even try and get something out of them the um so the boxes there's three of them i like you mentioned carolina kale and little pup which I didn't know what the names were about. But then Rottweiler also has a box and Rottweiler sitting aside from the three other boxes. And then in one of the scenes, the uh, other um, men in black are holding these like little plushies, kind of like a like a like a prize. Right. And the middle one has a pink one and the, the other two have blue ones. So if you look at it as like a metal podium of first, second, third, the Rottweiler looks like they're fourth. And the Rottweiler, if they are Christotri, like I've said before, 
that Chris Daughtry finished fourth on his season of American Idol. So that could be what that is. Every other clue in there, I don't really know about. Then why did they give him a blue ribbon? Also, I'm not going to lie. I like totally forgot who all our guests were. So thank you for reminding me. Um, Did he do musical theater and makeup? Because that was also a clue. He's like, he's known to be a good artist or drawer. So that could be what that one was. But beyond that, I don't really think um, any of the clues gave me any confirmation or help. But if we, you know, slide into the performance, that voice is not copyable imitable what's the word i'm trying to think of i can't think of it to imitate is what you're trying to say yeah it cannot be replicated is what i was trying to think of thank you liana it cannot be replicated and i loved it i loved the the neon drums in the background and like the paint going around with the drums i was a big fan of that i'm a big fan of the song love runs out by one republic um the one thing I will have to critique the performance on, though, is the two dancers behind the Rottweiler. I didn't understand why they were there. They didn't look like they fit. They kind of looked like Fortnite characters. And I thought, please don't make Ninja come back here. I don't want that to happen. But the Rottweiler can dance and the Rottweiler has voice. And I love the Rottweiler, irregardless of who's behind that mask. What did you think? I think it's just regardless, not your regardless. I don't think that's a word. Well, I, you, 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 you know, you win some, you lose some. I got right. replicated okay. and then yeah, I lost yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay, not going to lie. Super, super distracted by the back, background drummers pulling the like full blue man group with the paint glitter thing on the drums. Um, so that was very distracting. I was also very distracted by it felt like the um, Rottweiler had like brass knuckles that was a dog bone. So I was a little worried that he- <laughs> he's like needs to carry a weapon um overall yeah i mean it was a super solid performance um some good falsettos strong voice solid not um amazingly outstanding but uh but yeah i thought it was good also is his costume from the waist down just like normal jeans and shoes because I-, I think he's got the like fake six six pack kind of looking deal yeah. but then i think it's just like his normal jeans <laughs> yeah which that's if you're gonna have to dance and move around that's a pretty solid costume to have yeah, I would say so. The Rottweiler is rocking like a Chad look with the uh, backwards cap, six pack, six pack sticking out, jeans, sneakers. It's a very regular look, but it works. It works for those dance moves too. It looks really cool. What a Chad! <laughs> <laughs> Such Who a thought Chad. the Rottweiler would be a Chad? Wait, is it a Chad or a Thad? What's the difference between Chad and Thad? I think we 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 uncovered this on a podcast. I feel like a Thad <laughs> is a mega Chad. So. <laughs> Okay, I feel like we've had this conversation before. Yeah. I still never remember the answer. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I, you know, Nicole's comment about like it sounds like a record. I wasn't entirely sure where that was coming from, um, but you know, clearly the judges are impressed with what the Rottweiler is doing. Yeah, and um, it, it's hard not to. I, I'm really, I'm a big fan. But like you said, I think the fact that we had heard of the Rottweiler in the first week's performance and had to wait so long after hearing some of the other artists twice, Mm -hmm. I feel like some of the magic had worn off, but it was definitely reignited for me. And um, clearly Nicole's still a big fan, but I have, I do have to say their guesses were a little all over the map. What did you make of all the, uh, the guesses they belted out this week with the uh, Rottweiler? Well, Robin said Brian Luttrell, right from the Backstreet Boys. And then I think Nicole said Kevin Jonas, which then I had to do a quick, like, mind check of okay which jonas is that that's the (laughs) eldest jonas um is he the worst one 
Okay, first of all, rude. <laughs> but <laughs> but be honest. yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, See? I, no, no, no. It's just because um, Nick Jonas, the youngest, he was a solo artist for a while. And then Joe, did Joe Jonas do like solo work? I know he's got DNCE. Um, Is that the but, Cake by the Ocean band? Yeah, that's the Cake by the Ocean oh, band. Yeah, but their new song, so Sucker, which the Flamingo sang, and then their new album's actually pretty good. Um, so yeah, so don't be mean to Kev, poor, poor Kevin Jonas. He's the bass player, I think also for the Jonas brothers, he just like shows up and he's there. Um, but yeah, also we had, uh, you know, Robin called Dr. Like Ken, uh, Dr. Kennel. So <laughs> Dr. the Kennel. Pun police, yeah, had to be <laughs> called back up. Um, yeah, I thought that it was interesting. The clue that we got from the Rottweiler was that his heroes growing up were Bruce Lee and boys to men. Um, so I'm not really sure how to put those two together, but also like what kind of a clue is that? Like we know on record what celebrities heroes were growing up. That's like right. useful. <laughs> I don't know what kind of database I need to search to, you know, connect the dots there. But I do have to say, I think the clues after the songs have been the weakest thing in any of the performances we've seen as far as like giving us any hint of what's going on that. And then we'll talk later about the show and tell, which is probably the worst part of the show for me now, but we'll get to that later. I think that, um, I do think that the, the, the talk about Brian Luttrell's the type of guy, like he's someone who sings with their knees and then showing us the photo was pretty funny. I like that. But I, I think everyone's off on their guesses. But that also means that I think my guess is the winner. So we don't, I don't know if that's the case. And the only thing I can make up with the uh, Bruce Lee and Boyce to Men is like, ooh, like I like a fighter, like a macho man. But then Boyce to Men are soulful and they're sensitive. So I'm like a mixture of the two. But then it's like, well, then you're everything. So I don't know. Well, I guess the clue that stood out for me, um, just going back to the clue package, was judged from the moment I entered the game. So that makes me feel like it was somebody who was on some type of singing competition show or some type of show where you do get judged. So that's why Chris Daughtry, that does make sense. Or it could be somebody else who is on one of the TV shows, um, like singing judging shows. So I don't feel necessarily confident enough that it's him. But if it is Chris Daughtry, I could I could see it, right? Like you could put the clues together in such a way. But also they've been doing so many red herrings that... You know, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I feel like there's a there's definitely a curve with the show where they're trying. They're learning from what they're doing and they're improving on it. I think by next season, there's going to be a lot more red herrings from the get go. And we're going to have a harder time deciphering, or at least that's what I'm hoping, because it's funny. The fact that we're getting as we're getting closer to the end, I'm having more doubts than I did at the beginning with the more solid clues. So it's weird. Yeah, no, that's definitely the case. Also, I want to make a point. So um, Boys to Men had a song called On Bended Knee. So <laughs> Sings With Your Knees could be Brian Luttrell. If if it is Brian Luttrell, we will revisit this segment, this moment <laughs> where you put these two together and I will salute you for it. Blown. <laughs> we'll see. Um, and then another thing that the show has been doing more and more of that I've taken notice of is they are finding new ways to entertain us in between commercials while the show is going on proper. So we got an appearance uh, out of, you know, the rabbit made an appearance earlier in the show, but now the rabbit made an appearance on the show. We got Joey Fatone back on our screens for a little bit. 
Yeah, I like that you described this as they're finding new ways to entertain us as if Joey Fatone randomly wandering up to the judges table is entertaining. Um, no, it was pretty funny. It was uh, I don't know what he was doing there. What's Joey Fatone doing these days? Is he he was hosting some show, right? Wasn't he hosting like a um, was he? Yeah, I feel like he did. He hosted. OK, let's see. <laughs> I thought he just like, you know, maybe he drove his hot dog van to the to the lot and like sold hot dogs outside. No, he's <laughs> no. Well, I mean, maybe that also, but um, so he's hosting common knowledge, which is an American television game show on the game show network. Um, it premiered this year, 2019. Um, so maybe he's filming that. Uh, they can test contestants on everyday questions in theory. They should know the answer to. So it's, are you smarter than a fifth grader on the game show network? Just masked as everyone should know them. Let's pitch that. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I'm glad to see Joy Fatone living his best life, doing his thing. Uh, it was really nice to get um, a shot of Jenny McCarthy sounding stupid, like we needed a flashback for it. But oh, yeah, I no, appreciated it. I, I'm yeah. always here for making Jenny McCarthy look stupid. So, same Z's. Okay. So then now we can move on to our next performer, and that is the Ladybug, which, quite frankly, I forgot about completely. Oh, same. I, to- yeah. I totally forgot that. And also, I was convinced that the ladybug had a new outfit this time because I didn't even remember it from the first episode. And then they showed the clips. I was like, oh, it's the same. Oh, OK, never mind. <laughs> this is why. I mean, look, the the Yadis for the World Series. I get it. I get why Fox had to do it. But honestly, it did kill a little bit of the energy, I feel like, because the fact I didn't remember that the ladybug was even on the show. But uh, we're back in it now. She's around. So uh <laughs> So here we are. She's here. Yeah, I think the other factor to think of, Leon, is that when we first got our first like hint of what the, the performers are going to be, the ladybug was the one they left out and premiered on the red carpet, right? Mm, oh, yeah, that's so true. That's also a thing that goes into it. But I do think that being away for two weeks, I started forgetting who I thought was who. And these clues weren't helping, reminding me of who was. So I'm like, who did I think this person was? And ladybug was definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. But um, so, you know, the clue package starts with the ladybug and we get exactly what we've referred to. I never expected the nerves to hit like they did. And they were very nervous at the start. But then they talk about this whole process reminded them of growing up. Everything on the outside was rosy. Everything on the inside was not. Uh, there was a shot of uh, best host. And then my favorite, because it was wordplay, um, was there was a lime hanging from the ceiling. And I was like, oh, is that a limelight? I was like, ooh, that's funny. And I couldn't uh, tell if I was being funny or if that's what they wanted. Us to I, I mean, I, I hope that that was their intention because my notes just say lime question mark because it was like, <laughs> I don't even know what this means. Also, I started getting confused because I was like, oh, is that Le Peach from Georgia? Is there a state that I need to associate with limes? But lime light, because it was hanging and it had the light on it, right? Yeah, well, so like, it wasn't much, like shining. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. No, that makes more sense. There was also a card that had the three cups on it. Oh, I don't remember that one. Okay, I don't know what that means either. So so the biggest clue for me from the ladybug was the pieces of me reference. Mm -hmm. It feels outlandish that if it were to be Ashley Simpson, that they would just blatantly reference her song. But at the same time, part of me also thinks it's Ashley Simpson. Right. Well, yeah. Well, when the Rottweiler says it's not over in uh, the first clue package and I'm like, Ooh, it's Chris Daughtry. I feel like this isn't too crazy, but also 
the fact that I thought Ashley Simpson as like a throwaway I um guess in the first time we saw the ladybug, now mm-hmm. I'm backing away. I think this is definitely a red herring and I don't trust it at all. Oh, I'm gonna double down. I think it's Ashley Simpson. All right. I don't have any other reasons to back that up. Um, I didn't remember that the ladybug performed and I forgot Ashley Simpson existed. So um, I think those two things actually really fit together. Yeah. I would like to remember why we talked about Ashley Simpson's SNL, like awkward dancing thing. Yeah. Her jig. Yeah. So I don't know where that came in into the clues last time, but Ashley Simpson, I mean, the ladybug, <laughs> assuming it's the lady, just the ladybug, we don't know who it is, performed Juice by Lizzo. Liana, I'm not too familiar with the song. What did you think of the performance? Yeah, I love the song. Um, it's uh, It definitely was not a great choice for her necessarily vocally because I thought the chorus was pretty strong, but the like Lizzo rapping part was not super great mm-hmm. um it seems like the ladybug can belt a couple notes so that was in her vocal range and maybe that's why the song was chosen um but yeah i mean uh, if we're talking you know uh who could potentially leave soon i think the ladybug is one that we might not see for much longer um also just to note her two backup dancers i thought looked like stylish pirates i don't know if that's <laughs> close um but for some reason that's what i thought when watching the episode Arg. I um I did not know that that was supposed to be rapping in the middle. My notes were I'm vibing to this tune and then oh the speaking part's not great. So that was rapping. That was supposed to be rapping. Well, That's I mean not- it's it's like Liz I mean it's Lizzo. I only know the the um, Do It Well song by Lizzo. The Do It Well song. The from uh, the one that was on RuPaul uh, season 10? Uh, the I do my hair toss that one. Yeah, check my nails. It's called Do It Well. No, it's not. Really? No. Leon, I can't know this, and you don't. Come on. Do it well. No, it's good as hell. Good as hell. Oh, it is good as hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she because that's when Lizzo got big. She did the matchup uh, mashup of Good as Hell and Truth Hurts, I think, and then like Truth Hurts like made it big time. Mm. It was like her next song, even though that song came out like twenty. 24- 16 or something like that oh my god okay i thought you were about to say like 26 years ago like what no 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 no, no. i mean i don't think lizzo was alive 26 years ago ah i'm learning a lot today yeah okay. yeah i don't know okay so the the speak i mean it's like it's not like rapping rapping but it's mm-hmm. like speaking rapping right. okay. i don't know well i'll listen to the original but i think i think that after hearing you say that probably not like the notes were hit, but then those parts were not done as well. Um, the other thing I have in my notes is why is the ladybug thrusting? This happened right at the end of the performance and the ladybug was just thrusting into the air. In no, fr- that's like- because in the music video for juice, she's like working out and it's like eighties style working oh. out. So she's in those like, you know, the leotards and the leg warmers yes. and stuff. And they're so, yeah, yeah. I mean, it kind of fits, but I will say a lot of the dancers are really. They're like going for it. And by dancers, I mean, just perform like the, the mass singer people. No, like the mass mm. singer people, they're like, they're, they're breaking it down. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're putting everything out on that stage, which I think really helps the entertainment factor and like makes me enjoy it more when they want to be there and it doesn't feel like a chore for them. So I'm all about that. I'm all about that. Mm-hmm. I, um, I do think that the judges felt a lot stronger about the ladybug this time around, but it could be factored into the first performance being kind of weak in comparison to the others and then being blown away by the improvement. 
right? Because but see, like I thought her last. Okay, again, memory serves me well. <laughs> I thought her last performance was better. I don't remember what the last performance was. She like did what London. Was. She did London Bridge by Fergie. Oh, that, that you love Fergie though. That's uh, okay, just... <laughs> well, I also love Lizzo though. Lizzo though, that's true. Lizzo. You like Fergie? Do you like Fergie more, or Lizzo? Uh, I I don't know. Ooh. Please don't make me answer that. Okay, okay. I don't oh. like to rank things. I feel like it's arbitrary and reductive. Ah, you remind me of a certain someone. Mm-hmm. But you can digress. We can move on. <laughs> they mentioned in the uh, comments. They mentioned that this week the ladybug came to win. Um, Jenny called her the Lady Gaga of ladybugs tonight, which you know is a thing that Jenny said with her mouth. That's okay. a thing that happened. Um. Yeah, I ultimately also felt the same as you, though. Uh, the Ladybug, someone that I feel like could start feeling the hot seat sooner rather than later compared to the uh, the field right now. Yeah, I uh, still think it's Ashley Simpson. The clues are Queens of the World taught me how to be a lady. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could make that fit for so many different people just like trying to force fit it. So to me, that was not, like you said, not particularly helpful with these after clues. Um, I was more taken by the fact that Ken has a Robin thick towel. It's got <laughs> RT as like monogrammed initials on this towel, which first of all, why does Robin thick have that? And second of all, why did he give a one to Ken? If I was Nicole and Jenny, I would be a little like, ooh, we got some favoritism going on um, here. So I, I don't know. I was I was more enthralled by that. So I don't know what that says. <laughs> I feel like it's very Robin Thick to um give goodie back. So in my head, the, the way I played it is everyone got a goodie back because Robin Thick is promoting himself because Robin Thick loves himself. And the only person dumb enough to promote it on the show was Ken Jong. And I think it's because he had that he had that throw in the towel and joke ready the minute he saw them. And he's like, I need to take this with me. So that's probably what that was. The others have it. They're just pretending they don't, which I respect more than what Ken Jong did. Um, and the um, the guesses were not that strong here. We had Paris Jackson by Jenny McCarthy. And then we had Lindsay Lohan by Ken Jong, which I feel like everyone is zeroing in on the same area, which is. Um, someone from a famous family so someone who has some kind of connection to like a bigger empire but no one wants to look at like no one's trying to guess the kardashian so we're talking like some kind of family singer type person so like if next performance someone guesses hillary duff i'm not going to be surprised what famous family of singers is Lindsay lohan from not singers but like famous family I, I mean, I guess so, because yeah. wasn't her, wasn't, what was the, uh, there was like a whole controversy with her parents or whatever. Isn't one of her parents crazy or both of them crazy? Well, Look, I don't know. The only thing, the most recent thing I know about Lindsay Lohan is the fact that she was a judge on the Australian version. Yeah. No idea who anybody was when they took the masks off, which was hilarious because it's like, oh, it's Lindsay Lohan trying to pretend she knows Australian TV personalities on the Mass Singer AU, so... Yeah, it just seems like a star grab, but also like you couldn't have picked a bigger star to grab if they're not going to know anybody. So interesting choice, Australia. I don't know how many many options they had. I don't know. I guess hopefully at some point we'll find out what the shortlist was looking like. Mm. But yeah, ultimately, the ladybug for me, kind of middle of the pack as far as this uh, this episode goes. But then we can move right underneath the tree and see what the tree brought us, Liana. 
Yeah. Um, okay. So the tree uh, was not a regular tree. She's a cool tree, um, which was uh, Mean Girls reference. So I, I, like my first thought was, okay, it could be somebody from Mean Girls because that feels like enough of a clue. That it, it's it's actually a clue, right? Because it's not so overt, but it's also um, sort of on brand for the mass Singer in mm-hmm. terms of like levels of clues. Um, but with the trees clue package, I was just having a hard time figuring out what's a holiday reference and what is an actual clue. <laughs> so that's why I honed in on that one because it wasn't just, oh, let me just reference Elf and Home Alone. Yeah. Um, because I, the only thing I could think of was I think those are just supposed to be holiday, like Christmas references. They don't actually mean, unless it's an actress who was in both Elf and Home Alone. Right. Yeah, I the tree for me is still the biggest question mark on the board of every performer left in this. I genuinely don't have a clue, literally, on uh, who this could be. Uh, like you mentioned, the fact that there's a lot of Christmas puns and like references. I'm not very well versed in the realm um obviously i know what elf is i know home alone um they mentioned something about their parents being mixed together like they're in a rom-com that was like is there like a couple that were on a rom-com together and this is their baby so who could that be but we are um just inside baseball at a little we are pretty much back to back and watching and then talking. So there hasn't been much independent research going on here. So I'm a little bit, a little bit blank, but I think you could have given me three hours on a computer. I still wouldn't have given you a clue. Of <laughs> well, who it is. I, I mean, she was an amazing singer, so I think she'll be around for a little while. For sure. Um, so yeah, I uh, will have some time to figure it out. I, I definitely think it's an actress of some sort. Um, I just don't necessarily have a guess for who it is. I would, like I said, I think uh, somebody from mean girls is a really good guess. I don't, know if any of the lead actresses can sing i don't want to bring up Lindsay lohan um but uh but like i could see somebody potentially like um uh, rachel mcadams so she Mm -hmm. was in wasn't she in the notebook so yes i guess it's not really a rom-com but uh but yeah so somebody like rachel mcadams um i think could be a really like solid guess some somebody from mean girls i think yeah, I'm trying to like think of the Rolodex of like people on Mean Girls, but well, I, don't I don't think, think it's Lindsay Lohan. I don't think it's Tina Fey. Um, I, I don't think it's Amy Poehler either. I am while we're there. He bags this. Yeah. Um, what's up? Um, what's the name of the woman who is? Oh, the oh, what's the name? Karen is the character's name, but the actress oh, who oh, was the in, name's evading me right now. Amanda Seyfried, uh, Seyfried. Yeah, yeah, yes, whatever yes, her yes, name yes, is. Yes. Wasn't she in Mamma Mia? Do we know she if she in, can sing? Ooh. Okay, we'll, she was in Mamma Mia. Okay. So it could be her. All right. If I had to guess, I lock in her, but don't feel super strong about that. Okay. Well, ye, I want to put something else out there that I thought I saw in the performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe that could help like clue in on somebody, but I don't think it helped me at all. So First of all, so the tree performed uh, Think by Aretha Franklin. This is the moment where I realized, oh, my God, the tree can actually sing because I was floored. I really thought this was a great performance. And then I also like got caught like I was just distracted. I was like, I'm watching a tree wear heels and like purple leggings and like walk around. I was so confused by what I was watching. Um, and then we got the uh, the guy dancing in the audience, which gave me all the feels. I love that. That was fun. Um, but 
Liana, in the background, so the background, the lighting going on in the background of the tree kind of looked to me like, you know, one of those handheld fans, like the ones that you can flip open and use. So it kind of looked like that. And I started thinking, is there a celebrity that's known for having a fan like that? Could that be a clue? (laughs) Uh, um, I mean, maybe. Uh, Like, again, that's one of those things where it's, oh, okay, once you have an idea of who it is, you can start making stuff fit. Yeah. Um, so it could be a situation like that. But I'm sorry, I have to go back to the dude in the audience who is oh, having yeah. a religious experience uh listening to the song, which I mean the tree did an amazing, amazing job. I have written like belt it tree. <laughs> this is the perfect <laughs> song for her voice. Um, but yeah, that guy, oh my god, he was amazing. And then later there's this woman just fist pumping very aggressively, like she was so excited about this performance. Um, so I know it's been a long time since we've seen the egg but we did get a chant of tree 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 so if we're gonna have to move on from egg 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 (laughs) tree 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 is a pretty good one and also because the tree is one of the silliest costumes left and the tree's gesture is pretty similar to the egg the only difference is it's pointy at the top so they're doing the hands (laughs) around the head but instead of a circular end with the fingers it's a pointy triangular end with the fingers so this is definitely something that you know, has legs and heels, but is a tree. <laughs> it's got legs <laughs> and branches. Yes. <laughs> so then the uh, judges felt kind of, you know, they felt the same. They, Ken John mentioned he was wrong about the singing training, but I think was also equally floored. Uh, talked about Nick Cannon getting poison oak, which of course the banter between the judges and Nick Cannon is something that I enjoy. And anytime they're able to make it not about his height is a bonus, I feel like, because the height is literally low hanging fruit. Yeah, I mean, we've heard it a lot at this point. Um, yeah. So I'll, although is it poison, is poison oak is from like a shrub, like a bush, right? It's not actually a tree. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> shrubbery if we're gonna, gonna fact check because that's what we're here to do um no i mean i think the judges were definitely on board with the performance being really great um i thought the clue was interesting because she said she was a brand ambassador and it related to food so that makes me okay so i want to throw you know robin Thicke's idea aside because he thought it was rachel ray because he thought it was someone who was um, a chef of some sort I, I don't think it's that i think okay yeah this is one of those oh it's tangentially related to to food because she was this brand ambassador or whatever. Uh, I doubt it's little Debbie, but you know, who knows? <laughs> little Debbie would be pretty funny. I would not mind if it was a little Debbie, but obviously that can't be a thing. Yes. I think the thing we need to look out for now is brand ambassadors for food, but also it has to be someone that's well known for their link to being a brand ambassador for food, right? It can't just be some random person, right? <laughs> what you mean? Like not a celebrity? No, no, no. Like a celebrity, but for like something that's not really well known. So, for example, Liana, did you know that um, Will Arnett is the brand ambassador for Freedom Mobile in Canada? Uh, no, I didn't know that. But I yeah. mean, I don't think that necessarily disqualifies you from like, it doesn't have to be somebody who's super plus who's a super well-known brand ambassador. I don't know like if they like, you know, Matthew McConaughey is to Lincoln. Like we know that like the Lincoln car. So I feel like it's someone like if that's the clue. What I'm saying is I feel like we have to, like when we see it, we're like, oh, yeah, you know, like that could be a thing. 
I don't know. Maybe that's just me reaching for like hoping I get something right out of this because I really have no idea who this could be. Okay. Well, Amanda Seyfried, I should learn how to pronounce her last name if that's going to be my guess. Um, She was a global ambassador to Lancome, the perfume, which is not food. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that's what Google tells me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll see, Liana. You've, You've doubled down on this now. So. I hope you're right. I would be cool with that. I would not mind that at all. We'll have to, I think we have to look out for another potential Mean Girls reference or re-listen to the first package and see if there was any dropped in there as well. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so then the other guests is yeah, So Rachel Ray, Zoe Deschanel by Ken Jeong, Amy Sedaris, Nicole Scherzinger, and then Padma by Jenny McCarthy, um, which I, again, I don't think any of them have really hit the mark, but neither have we. Um, and then the next performer is uh, someone who you tweeted out a photo of when they first performed to try and figure out a part of their clue package. We're back again with the penguin, Liana. Yeah. Um, so the penguin whose costume I took umbrage with the fact that <laughs> it just, lo- it looked like random fabric thrown over her. Um, uh, so her clues were always on the D list. Uh, something about a snaggle tooth, uh, making people laugh. She had that like hit list again that she was going through um, talking about, you know, stand up comedy and things like that. X's was a big um uh, it was a big component of the clue package. But I think the biggest thing for me was the fact that the judges going into the performance talking about like talking about Sherry Shepard, which brought flashbacks of when they were talking about Layla Ali uh, going into the performance. So I was like, oh, it's Sherry Shepard. <laughs> and then because I had that on my mind, when she started singing all about that bass by Megan Trainer, all I could hear was Sherry Shepard's voice. So mm. uh, so, yeah, that was where I was stuck uh, listening to the Penguin. Yeah. So yeah, I I think I hadn't even noticed that that they um the connection with the Layla with the panda thing and then the penguin thing. So that's good. That's good. Um, I don't really like this song. Like I don't really like Megan Trainor. So already I was coming into this like uh, I don't want to listen to this. And it was fine. It really was just like it was all right. Um, I did like learning that the um the penguin fans were swaying side to side and chanting penguin. So that was a thing I learned during the performance or right after the performance. But honestly, for me, it just came down to this was just all right. And in the grand scheme of everyone else that performed, I was like, okay, so so far you're last. So we'll see if you can upstage anybody. And ultimately, I didn't feel like that moment came. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would I would go with that. Also, didn't Megan Trainor get canceled at some point for I some reason? I believe so. I believe so. I think mm-hmm. that could be out there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I remember when she was on RuPaul's Drag Race and she was in her onesie and she was really obnoxious. So oh, that's my, my God. Like, yeah. I have Megan Trainor. Um, but yeah, I, I again, I thought the voice was was Sherry Shepard. And, um, you know, when you start to get to the judges guesses, you know, Jenny throws out Sherry Shepard or Nicole Byer, which it's not Nicole Byer um, because like no offense, Nicole Byer is a little bigger uh, as a person. Um, although Nicole Byers podcast, um, why won't you date me? Did I tell you this, Puya? So I listened to a bunch of episodes of the friend of mine, Jennifer, and she had Shangela on, which was absolutely Ooh. hilarious. Yeah, that she like that podcast is really funny. Um, so if anybody's interested in a new funny podcast, check out Nicole Byer. I'm not a sponsor of this podcast. Um, also check out our own podcast. Although if you're listening, you already know it exists. Good job, you yeah. made it. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, that's what I have. So yeah. I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> the parts of the comments that I like, Liana, um, the new phrase out there now being Ken Jong wrong. I really like that. I hope that becomes a staple of when someone's really wrong. They're not wrong. They're Ken Jong wrong. So I like that. And the nominee for the creepy comment of episode five standalone from episode six was here when um, the penguin starts dancing a little bit and you hear Robin Thicke say, get it, baby, get it, baby. <laughs> oh, I totally missed that. That's oh, awesome. And you. in such a gross way. Yeah. Uh, um, and well, then, yeah, go ahead. Well, one of the things I noticed also was the audience's reaction to the guesses, which I think has become one of my new favorite things. I love hearing mm-hmm. them go like, boo, to some <laughs> of the guesses that are just really wrong. It's like stop it! You're humiliating yourself. Yeah, please. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the um, Robin Thicke. The other thing he did that um, well, I actually enjoyed the second one um, was when they were talking about the penguin grabbing Nick Cannon's butt, which you've talked about is a no no. Um, and then Robin Thicke's, or no, sorry, Nick Cannon says, "Why are you bringing my booty into this?" And Robin Thicke replies, "Because you're dressed like a delicious wedding cake." <laughs> Like, he was ready with that comment, Liana, and I laughed. He looked, which I, he didn't look like a wedding cake. He looked more like one of those unicorn frappuccinos that Starbucks did like three or four mm. years ago. Um, it was too iridescent. I don't know. Maybe I when when I had my wedding, I was like I didn't care, and so I was like I don't know whatever a normal wedding cake looks like. So mine was white because <laughs> I'm basic and boring. Uh, but the clue that we got from the penguin was been in many relationships with many of the presidents. Um, which of course then I'm like, oh, it's not presidents of the United States, so it's like presidents of I don't know fan clubs or uh the Westminster Dog Society. You know, I don't know. Um, I was like, it's one of those stupid clues. The Westminster Dog Society? Well, is it the Westminster Dog Show? Okay, because that was on my mind because thinking about it for the Rottweiler. <laughs> and then it just popped back up into my brain. So I so, see. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't. I don't think I've ended up making what that link meant or what that clue meant. But the uh, other guesses that were mentioned was Wanda Sykes, which I think Wanda Sykes is like up there now for most guest person. I think at this point we should expect to see Wanda Sykes on season three or four. Genuinely. Yeah. Well, like we're going to will it into existence. Right. You say it enough. It'll happen eventually. Yeah. Possibly. And then Mindy and Star Jones were the other two guesses, mm-hmm. which, you know, not, you know, not, not bad guesses, mm-hmm. but not the right guess. Um, and then we can blossom into the next one, Liana. We can talk about the flower. These segues are horrible. I'll let you know. <laughs> but I'm trying. Good. The blo- oh, thank you. Blossom into our next- I don't know. What am I like? My Ma- Bialik over here. Uh, I can't pronounce anybody's name today. Okay, the flower. So you mean Patty LaBelle? Because I still stand by the fact that it's Patty LaBelle. I don't know what any of these clues mean, but I don't care because it's definitely Patty LaBelle. Um, the only clue that I got from the flower was the on the door. It was five two four, and mm-hmm. Patty LaBelle's birthday is May twenty fourth. So may the twenty fourth be with you. <laughs> <laughs> I um. So I only know that. Patty LaBelle is the strongest because you feel so strongly. So I went in with that bias in my head of like, it's Patty LaBelle. And the only other clue aside from the birthday that I got Liana was the French flag. Um, because isn't Lady Marmalade her song? 
Which, okay, by the way, if you just stick a French flag, you can probably make a connection to anybody. It's like, oh, they performed in France once, which is what the French flag means. So, yeah, okay, sure. Like, let's go with that. But it's such an obscure, boring enough clue, which this entire clue package for the flower, they must have realized that they completely tipped their hand the first time by Mm -hmm. just blazing it in flashing lights that it was Patti LaBelle that they were trying to at least recant on that slightly. Um, But yeah, it's Patti LaBelle. So, and what does the thirteen dollar ring mean? Look again, I don't know. <laughs> Patty Labelle bought a sandwich for thirteen dollars once. Okay, <laughs> it doesn't matter. And she won a Super Bowl ring. And- yeah, that's right. Super Bowl <laughs> appearance. Um, but no, the, but then the, even the clue at the end, her fave band of, is Kings of Leon. She performed at Jazz Fest in New Orleans with Kings of Leon. So Ooh. come through, Patti LaBelle. Oh, also the other thing, which I don't know. So, OK, she's got this rivalry or whatever with Gladys Knight that may be real. I also may have just completely made up. But Gladys Knight also did Sia, did Chandelier. So the fact that Gladys Knight did Cheap Thrills by Sia fuels this rivalry that may or may not exist. <laughs> I love that. I really hope that is a thing now, just because I I love me a good mass Singer feud, which we don't have one yet. So this being the first one would be awesome. I'd be very okay with that. I'm here. I um yeah, I'm very here for it too. The flower to me is in the upper echelon of the performers, given how strong of a group this is as well. I think that's going to be contested, but I think that the flower is going to be able to make it to Eve top five. I think for sure is how I'm feeling at the moment, because there's just range on range in this entire performance. The Sia song. I really like the version of the song. I Okay. Can I just pause and talk about how I enjoy these like weird editions of the songs that we've been hearing on this show? Like, I like the new instrumental or like the new type of singing to what is already a classic song or an original song. I, I like it. Right. Liana. Well, it's like, okay, do you want to hear the karaoke version of just a, you know, complete repeat of the song sometimes, but yeah, it's definitely nice when you have um, artists who are seasoned and can put their own spin on things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that really adds something to the performances. So yeah, I was very much here for this. Obviously it's not within her wheelhouse as she describes the flower, but did an amazing job. Um, and so I was here for it. The only thing that's slightly bizarre is the fact that the flower has this humanoid face. Yeah. So when she belts and the fact that the mouth doesn't move for some reason really weirds me out. Like, I don't know if it's the fact that the tree, for example, has a constantly open mouth or the ladybug is a ladybug. So I don't exactly know where ladybugs mouths are. So I don't have that same response to it. But with the flower, because like I said, of the humanoid face, it's weird that it doesn't move. So I'm getting used to that. Yeah, and I have to say, I think it's the, is the, the one of the other performers. I think it's the ladybug that has like the 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 lips that are like oh, profound. Yes. Mm-hmm. That one is also that way for me, where I'm like, that sh- like your lips should be moving. <laughs> so I totally co-sign what you're saying because it is definitely a little bit like, uh, what's going on? Are you a ventriloquist? Because you're impressing me. Um, I like the flower. I didn't know how I would feel about the flower. I definitely have my faves, but the flower is someone who I can respect. In the sense that, you know, I'm not rooting for you to win because I have my faves, but also if you win, like, totally deserve it because you're great. 
Yeah, put some respect on Patty LaBelle, aka the flower's name. Um, the judges though were uh like Ken Jong with Bjork. Oh, that's the it. that's the only one I have written down because it's just like, come on, Ken. <laughs> stop it. Yeah. Like Ken, I think obviously he's the comic relief, right? right. Like for sure. One hundred percent the comic relief. But also sometimes I'm just like, stop talking. Like you are already wrong. Stop talking. It's not funny. I don't have to hear him thank everybody in their real name anymore. You know, oh my God, thank you, Bjork. That was so good. He does it with too many of them now. Once an episode is cool, but not thrice an episode. Come on, Ken, do better. Yeah, I like the little Debbie guest though, so I'm I'm cool with Ken for now. Yeah, I mean, you did take him to task for the Robin Thicke towel, but that's, that's another thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's not a guess, so it's different. That's true. That's true. Jenny McCarthy went with Anita Baker and Robin Thicke went with Jennifer Hudson but I feel like you've been the biggest spokesperson that this is Patti LaBelle they could reveal the mask and it's Anita Baker and I'll be like that is Patti LaBelle you guys it's Patti LaBelle with an Anita Baker mask on (laughs) it is definitely Patti LaBelle this is the hill I will die on okay (laughs) (laughs) you need an unmasking of the unmasking it's like no come on what's behind the other mask yeah like I genuinely don't believe you <laughs> Screw you, show. <laughs> okay, well, let's find out what the next performer says. Liana, what does the fox say? My God, when was that song big? That was when I was in grad school. That was must have been a while ago. Twenty. It was. I remember because someone begged us to play it at one of our house parties. And I was like, why? Um, <laughs> 2013. 2013 or 14? Well, it says it was released 2013, but it might not have made it big until 2014. Okay. But it was around that range. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. So, Liana, what did you think of the Fox's package? that seems like a very inappropriate thing to say i was not focused on that um but i'll talk about the clues that we heard um about the fox can i try again no that's staying in okay i know you can't edit this out either all right it's all staying okay i just want i want a redemption (laughs) no not allowed Okay. okay um so I thought it was interesting um, that uh, we went back to the Fox reading to the kid. Um, so that was uh, that was something we revisited the like really weird looking kid Fox. Um, but some of the clues that I pulled out of this were the fact that the Fox was bullies at a ki- bullied as a kid um, and did a weird thing to his bark, which I don't know exactly what that means. If it was like some sort of speech impediment or like changed his voice, like maybe this could be a, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, but then <laughs> <Nice>. the <laughs> look, uh, I was thrown off. Okay, <laughs> it's fine. Um, but the pretending to be others, so some sort of actor. But I think even more so, right? Because we don't really see that with um with some of the other actors and actresses that we've seen on the show so far. Like so far, like something else about like really pretending to be others. I don't know if that means method acting or something else. Um, but the Fast and the Furious is that supposed to be Fast and the like furriest? Was that supposed to be a play on words or was that legit referencing the Fast and the Furious franchise? I think it was referencing the Fast and the Furious franchise, as was Shazam. And I think both of them, in my humblest of opinions, were red herrings. Once again, I think that it was at this point where I was like, you guys are definitely trying to throw us off 
um, of what scent we might have picked up. And good on you. I like a good challenge, but also they could genuinely be connections. I'm pretty sure if you look up Fast and Furious, you'll find one or two people that this could be. Right. So that's a potential there. As far as the um, the uh, being bullied for his bark and then using impersonation to love his voice. Mm -hmm. This is something I kind of understand. And I think I've genuinely done this because growing up, I was very conscious of having an accent. Obviously, I'm watching TV and I'm hearing those accents and then I'm talking to people at school and I'm hearing those accents. And I'm like, oh, this sounds different than it does on TV. So I think I subconsciously definitely made an effort to not have an accent. And watching TV was how I got to develop my English and learn exactly how to say things, pronounce things, um, phrase things. So I think this is something that the Fox has done. Um, and if we're going to you know, turn around back and look at, again, potentially Wayne Brady being this person, you know, Wayne Brady is a man of many hats and Wayne Brady definitely has done a lot of impersonations and impressions on whose line in the past. So I think that is a way to hone your voice and to, you know, find different range and things you can do to make your voice change and be different. Hmm. So I went back to look at the clue package from last time um, and the Fox definitely talks about having a lot of different characters. So I think that it, we're, we're seeing that something again, um, an on air superhero persona, but the real me when I'm at home. So I don't know if that helps. The comic book that the the Fox was reading was very Marvel-ish. So the thought that it's, oh, it's someone from the Marvel movies. Um, again, I'm just getting actor. None of these are really standing out to me. Um, I'm looking also at the IMDb page for Fast and the Furious movies. Did you know that Ja Rule was in Fast and the Furious? <laughs> Which one? The first one, the one from 2001. Oh, my God. He plays Edwin. <laughs> <laughs> On his way to the fire festival. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> too fire, too festival. What if it's Ja Rule? Okay, I'm gonna lock no. in Ja Rule as my guess. Just because <laughs> that would be hilarious. Maybe he's looking for a redemption arc after the fire festival. I, I gotta say, Lana, you're picking weird hills to die on today. Okay, like, I'm, not, I'm not ready to die on the Ja Rule hill also because there's no water and the only food that's served is really weird cheese sandwiches. But oh, God. <laughs> it seems like a good uh, guess, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, um, I love the fox, Liana. I love the fox. The fox is amazing. And I think the fox had my favorite, my best performance of the night. Um, I loved the entrance. I loved us starting with the fox looking into the mirror with like all the competitors on the side of it. And then just making that walk onto the stage was great. And I thought, hey, look, Ma, I made it by Panic at the Disco ended up being the perfect song choice. It was just amazing. The fox can dance. The fox has movement and voice and range um and a creepy baby which i'm sure that the fox's actual baby isn't that creepy looking so the fox is an all-rounder for me and the fox is someone that can go to the top and truly win this whole thing in my uh opinion. you feel way stronger about the fox than i do like don't get me wrong i thought it was a good performance but i mean the episode six performances i thought were all better than the fox's performance um, so that's how I feel. I think the Fox had a performance. Okay. Maybe that's the distinction, right? So if we're going to talk about the difference between the vocal performance and the actual performance performance, you had the Fox doing all the dance moves, got that body roll down. That was a lot of fun. But I think in terms of the actual singing, I think the, this, 
I, I don't know how strongly I feel about the Fox making it just because we have so many other really strong singers. But again, if it's based on votes, who knows, right? I mean, these gimmicks could push the Fox into the top five, like you said. And it's not that the Fox is a bad singer. I mean, the Fox is a really strong singer and has an amazing voice. Just, you know, when you're comparing to all these other really crazy, amazing singers, you know, maybe it doesn't necessarily stack up. But I'm just one voice, right? So there could be a lot of other people, maybe more people that feel the way that you do. Yeah, because you're totally right. You know, there's a vocal performance and there's performance regular, right? And I think I definitely gravitate more towards the little bit extra, little bit of razzle dazzle. And (laughs) it just depends how many of those are in the audience, right? Versus how many like true vocalist appreciators are in the audience. I'm making up words left and right today. Damn. No, Razzle Dazzle's um, not made up. No, I know, but vocalist appreciators definitely feels made up. <laughs> yeah, that does, that does feel made <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. But vocalist appreciators. Oh man. Killing it. You know, and I just talked about how I learned the English via TV. So I'm gonna blame it on TV. You know, why not? Yeah, blame TV. <laughs> um yeah. but but yeah, I mean I the guess what were the judges' guesses? Like Neo, Jamie Foxx, of course, as is uh, wont to happen. Of course. And AJ McLean of Backstreet Boys, mm. which Robin Thick now two Backstreet Boy guesses in one episode. Yeah, I mean I think it the ba- okay, somebody from a boy band is the type of person that I feel like would be on this show, right? Just like we saw Joey Fatone last season and this episode. Um, it feels like that's a well that the producers would want to pull from. So I can definitely see one of these people potentially being someone from a boy band or a girl group or something like that. Um, I just don't I don't know if it's the Fox because it's job rule, obviously. Of course, of course. It's the it's the Firefest man. Um, do we do we have a um, confirmed date on uh, during which this season was filmed. Ooh, like the when it was filmed uh, uh, over the summer. I don't know. Okay, because the Backstreet Boys performed at Blues Fest here in Ottawa in July. So if it was in July, we can rule all of them out. Well, if they came up for one performance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you you know, know, flights exist where you can get on a plane and then be in Ottawa one day and then fly back to LA the next. Yeah, you think like. Um, the Fox messaged the um, the Rottweiler and was like, you know, feeling cute might go on the mass Singer later. Like, I don't know. Like, you think that was a thing? Oh, like they decided to do it as a group? I don't know. I mean, that's what yeah. uh, Ken Jeong uh, proposes, some carpooling. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, I um, the guess is I don't really. Again, I think uh, similarly to Wanda Sykes, they're really trying to get Jamie Foxx buzz going. This show is I I would have said at one point, I don't think they can get Jamie Foxx, but Jamie Foxx is the host of Shazam on Fox. So that's not outside of the realm of possibility anymore. Yeah, get, that's definitely someone gettable, you know, cross promotion. Yeah. So that's definitely possible. And quite frankly, I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet, but I can tell you that it's not this season at all. Mm-hmm. No, it's not Jamie Foxx. Put that guest back in the drawer and come back again, season three and try again. Yeah, because Jamie Foxx doesn't have that old razzle dazzle. <laughs> Are you taking me to task on razzle? Is that really like, is that an outdated <laughs> phrase or is it a weird phrase? I don't know. It sounds like something Mike Bloom would say. Oh, uh, been, I <laughs> have Mike. been binging old last comic standing wrap up. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. That, you know, some of that razzle, some of that finesse. Maybe finesse would have been a better. Actually, that doesn't sound right. I prefer Anyways. razzle dazzle. 
of course you do, Leon. Of course you do. <laughs> um, and then the Fox's last clue was, it's ironic that I've spent most of my life in costume. Growing up, I'd imagined I'd be in uniform. Yeah, see, again, like this could relate to anything. I don't know. Maybe his uh, his dad was a policeman or a firefighter and thought that he would gonna, was going to follow in his parents' footsteps and be a policeman. Or maybe he had aspirations as a child, like we know the flamingo wanted to be a doctor or whatever. Everybody like, wanted to be something. I wanted to be a million other different things. You know what I mean? Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uniform is too vague. I mean, every janitors wear uniform, <laughs> yeah. private school students wear uniform, fast food <laughs> employees wear uniform. Like what? If, when you're a kid, you want to do like you want to do ridiculous. Like, I want to work at McDonald's and I get all the McDonald's I want because you don't know. You're like a Happy Meal's great. I'm happy. So maybe their aspiration was to be a McDonald's employee. I don't know. So it's way, way too vague. I need to learn more. I don't know. I, pr- I like I personally like the. um uh, the private school. <laughs> I really wanted to go to private school. I wore, I, yeah, I wore a uniform every. I have never been in school outside of uniform before. Wasn't until university where I'm like, oh, I get to wear whatever I want. This is amazing. It was always uniform, and it wasn't good colors either, ever. Okay. Yeah. So you're not missing out, is what I'm trying to tell you. No, not I'm fun. not. Sorry, I'm not saying I want to wear a uniform to private school. I'm just you saying I think that's to? funny. No, like that would be really oh. funny if that's what actually the clue referenced. Mm, I, I just got really passionate for a second. I'm like, like I need to talk about my anti stance against uniforms. Yeah. Well, when I grow up, I want to go to private school. Is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Thanks. Yeah. No, I appreciate your joke right, appropriately. Take now. it off. I mean, moving on, moving on. Um, oh, yeah. No, we are. Take it off. Uh, nice, Liana. Um, so you go ahead. Who who has to take it off? The penguin. Womp womp. <laughs> Sorry, Penguin. I do think that this was probably I felt like this was the last time we were going to get an easy, obvious. We know who's going because like you've mentioned, the now everyone left is strong so well no the ladybug okay the ladybug sorry like i thought it was either going to be the penguin or the ladybug i think everybody else is really solid that's fair that's fair well the penguin you know got the lowest votes i'm sorry Uh, before we talk about the guesses of the uh, final guess of the judges liana i have an opinion piece i want to ask you about Actually, that sounds like I'm going to ask you about an article. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, would well, you? I was reading the New Yorker earlier today, and yeah. I have an opinion piece I'd like your judgment on. <laughs> what is your opinion on the juxtaposition of uh, unveilings versus yelling "take it off"? No, um, my question is: Do you think that them just revealing the least vote getter is good? Because I was thinking, I would like to know who was the top most like top vote getter. I would like to know stuff like that. So. Could they tell us who was the best and then who got the least? Yeah. Like, give them an accolade. Yeah, no, I would like that, too. Or even if they did, like, oh, these are the top three, and then we're going to reveal out of the bottom three who's going to have to sing. Because then at least you kind of have a sense of what the people in the audience are thinking. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that would be useful. The other thing that I would like to see as an addition is um, the who wants to be a millionaire lights. So (laughs) when the person is revealed, they could play the sound. But then I just want all the lights to go dark and then have just the same single light shining on the person that has to take it off because i think that would be funny i that would be a lot of fun because i do i do have to say it does feel like we're missing something during this anticlimactic yeah because now especially watching two episodes back to back 
We're, it's like, oh, I'm Nick Cannon, and I'm going to tease you about the reveal, and then say we're going to commercial, and then, ooh, I'm the judges panel, and I'm going to get really angry that you're doing this to me, even though I know you're going to do it. So I think giving us a bit of a reveal would be good. I understand that if it's like we're at a point, let's say, if the Penguins left and there wasn't a, like, you know next person and it could be anybody and it's like oh well it's the penguin going sure Mm -hmm. maybe that's the argument to make but i still think that tearing them is good and also you know maybe convinces the performers to step it up a notch oh because yeah like you get like uh you can't just skate by a week yeah you're scurred yeah but uh but not uh yeah but it still doesn't mean anything Right. No, ultimately, whatever. Yeah, no, I agree. I would like to have that as an addition to the show. So for all the producers listening. All right. Yeah. Ken Jong's intern. I know you were hired to do this and listen to this podcast. Let him know that this is what we want. I don't know why Ken. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. So the judges, Liana, their final guesses. Jenny McCarthy went with Nicole Byer. Uh, Ken Jong went with Wanda Sykes. Nicole Scherzinger went with Star Jones. And Robin Thicke went with Mindy Kaling. Should have stuck with Sherry Shepard because <laughs> right? uh, take it off, take it off, take it off, which is still I feel cringeworthy saying like I understand it's a mask, but just the 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 because of the implication of take it off. I still feel icky uh, doing it a little bit, but uh, take it off. So, uh, yep, it's Sherry Shepard, which I want to go back to a few of the clues. So when we asked about who the woman was in the picture f- from way back long ago and it's the Queen of Jordan. So that's the name of her show. Okay, so Sherry Shepard was in 30 Rock, and her fake show on 30 Rock was Queen of Jordan, which gave me one of my favorite quotes of all time, which is when um, Jenna Maroney is like, I drank all the throwing wine, which is... (laughs) One of my favorite things ever. Um, but then also the other clue about Sherry Shepard was the relationship with the presidents. They put it at the bottom, um, but it's all of the presidents that she's interviewed on the show, The View. So that's what that reference is. Ah, so really loosely <laughs> termed relationship. <laughs> I'm kind of happy that we have now seen the Shepard <laughs> unveiled because Maybe now they don't guess the shepherd anymore. I mean, I keep saying, look, the, the, the Sherry Shepherd. Maybe they don't guess Sherry Shepherd anymore. I mean, right? can you imagine if they were still guessing people that have been on previous seasons? Oh, it's definitely Joey Fatone. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, stop it, please. Yeah, yeah so that's, that's definitely, I wouldn't put it past these judges. But, you know, Sherry Shepherd makes it out and finishes the show, which, by the way, I feel like this season more than last, they really cut their singing. To like five seconds. Oh, at the end, like, do you mean? Yeah, I think it's we get they don't the credits the rolling. To do it. Yeah, no, because we get the credits rolling in the middle of them talking. And then by the time they start singing, it's over. The credits are done and we're about to like leave. Yeah, but I think I think as we get less performance or like performers, I think we'll have longer for that because we had. So in the past season, we only had 12 singers. So the only episode was six people. It was the first two. And then when they had to merge them at the end. So mm-hmm. it's only ultimately three of the episodes, whereas we still have six people left. So it's like really jam packed. OK, but okay. I don't know. Whatever. Well, we'll keep an eye on it, see if it ends up uh, happening. All right. And before we go into talking about episode six, uh, we'll take a pause for some messages from our sponsor. All right. It's the return of the Liana. 
Oh, that's me. Yeah, that's you. Was that I wanted to do the the you know the Macklemore verse, and I thought Liana because like I know you like Macklemore, but then I couldn't think of the lyrics. Oh, the Return of the Mac. Get what it is. What it is. What it is. Yeah. Give us your Getting out of bed. So we're back. If you couldn't tell by now, this is making the show because I'm going to edit it and I'll keep the other thing from earlier. This has been such a long. okay, because we watched the episode and now we're recording about it. It's a lot of mass singer. Oh, which, by the way. So um, the episode at the I think Nick Cannon was the one who described it this way. Episode six as an outrageous fever dream, which is also (laughs) how I feel about the episode. And right now. It makes sense. I, 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 again, if you had to explain this to someone who couldn't Google it to see if it's real, they would think you've gone insane. Yeah, it was a fever dream. Hey, did you ever see the movie Labyrinth? Is that, um, no. It's a Jim Hansen. Okay. So, anyway, so uh, for the few people who have seen Labyrinth, so one time I was really sick. I had a kidney infection and I had this fever dream about the movie The Labyrinth, which also has a lot of sort of like puppet, um, like, uh, creations. Uh, it was v- very bizarre. Okay, moving on. What? If you know, you know. <laughs> okay, for those of you who've seen it, let me yeah, know if Leona's right. Yes, and it's got David yeah. Bowie and his package. <laughs> what? Oh, the Fox's package. Yeah, sorry. It's pronounced Pocage. Pocage. <laughs> my Pocage. <laughs> no. Okay, we have a whole episode right. to talk to you. Like, let's, let's focus. Focus up. <clears throat> all right, we got this. We got this. All right, so let's uh, let's all walk into episode six. Um, you know, going back to back like it's Drake, and without any further ado, let's immediately talk about Nick Cannon once again. The flat six coming out, looking like a shiny shower curtain. Um, he has his bedazzled turban on. He's got like this silver cape looking thing. Um, Liana, what did you make of this one? I think I like the first one better than the second one. Well, yeah, I think I like the first one too. The silver cape I think he'd had before, but now he's got shoulder pads. So that's like a very <laughs> glorious addition. Um, and then, I don't know. I mean, he looked uh, less colorful, I guess, with this smoking jacket. Um, but, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, the pink oversized coat that he borrowed from CeeLo is still my favorite. Yeah, that's fact, by the way. He did borrow that from CeeLo. Sure. At this point. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, and he does say that um, the winner will get earn the right to wear the golden mask. Liana, wasn't it like can you can't wear the ma- the award? Right, no, I remember it being it's like just a, plaque. a trophy. Trophy, yeah, yeah. So you can't. I don't know what. He yeah, was but maybe there. that's just a turn of phrase. So you know, it's like oh, you win the award, but you wear this award because it's a mask. Oh, I mean, I could, I mean, I could hear someone saying, yeah, I wear this award like a badge of honor, like that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Nick Cannon, you weird. Anyways, um, we have, Liana, we have a guest judge on this episode. It's Mr. Anthony Anderson, double A. Oh, yeah. I was very happy to get a guest judge. I think the guest judges are the best judges <laughs> that we've ever seen on the show. Because it rhymes. Yeah, yes, that's exactly why. Um, so that was nice. I always wonder though about the guest judges because clearly they've missed the previous episodes. So did they get to watch the clue packages or do they just have to rely on the other judges to catch them up and like get them up to speed? I don't know how that works. Yeah, it's interesting to bring up I did notice at one point during one of the performances, Anthony Anderson like recapped some of this like oh we've seen this clue they were a child star so i think 
personally, they get the, you know, they get the option, they get the videos um, to look at. Otherwise, they definitely get to look at other people's notes because for the way he phrased these things, he had to have been given the clue packages to see, you know, like something like how YouTube has like the one minute clue package and the one minute performance. And a lot of people watch it that way to keep up with the show. Um, I think that's what they're getting is like the little snippet, just no nonsense, just the clues, just the performance. Yeah. I mean, it's not like the clues are that long, so they probably just reshow them before. And at this point, we've had only two clue. Like this is the third iteration of some of these clue packages, right? Because this is the yeah. third performance from the Black Widow thingamajig. Batch. Yeah. Butterfly, Leopard and Flamingo. So, yeah. I think that solves that. Well, I mean, it doesn't confirm it, but I th- I'm leaning towards he sees them. Sure. Um, yeah. And then we jump right in to the, the fun thing about these episodes now without the build and the setup of like, oh, this person's versing this person is we just dive into the clue packages right away. Mm-hmm. So we jumped in into the uh, tangled web that is the Black Widow. And this is kind of the start because this is now the third appearance for the performers. This is definitely the start of we're literally going to give you feedback on what you said about us during our performances. So Black Widow comes in and says, I totally threw y'all off. Um, this costume feels like home. And then kind of gives us actually a couple of clues of like, I can make myself feel at home in any nook and cranny. Um, and then lists off houses in Bel Air and Memphis Things that spark joy, which I was like waiting for someone to cu- like, you know, cut to someone saying, oh, it's Marie Kondo. But that didn't happen. Um, so that was disappointing. And then misdemeanor. And then not even a broken arm is going to stop me. So the other thing that they've been doing, Liana, is like the last line of the clue package now is them segueing into what song they're going to do or what they're about to do, what we're about to see. Yeah. That took me a little bit to realize. Cause I thought again, it was a clue potentially. And I was just like, Oh no, 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 this is just a segue. Yeah. I, so this is this group of five performers. I felt much more confident in or more comfortable with maybe is what I should say, because we'd already seen them twice. So they were a little bit more solidified in my mind. So I didn't have to go back to my notes as much to remember. It's like, Oh, the black widow. Yes. I remember remember we talked about that being raven um and so then when we went into the song i was prepared a little bit more and she did believe by share which i was like yep. that's a lot there's a lot of auto-tune in that song no auto-tune here i mean oh my gosh it was an amazing performance she has such a strong vo- voice i mean it's just it's really really great this was a, an amazing performance i thought yeah, I thought the um the version of Believe Done was really good. I liked that a little bit of, like trap bass in the background. I really enjoyed that. It felt fresh. It didn't feel like I was hearing Believe with Cher, which I've heard a lot of times before. It felt like a original, you know, like a new well, song. It didn't have all the auto tune. <laughs> yeah, which was great. Um I really liked the the intro lights and the setup, but I did the one thing that I felt off about was the um the colors and the brightness of the perform the backup dancers and the and the stuff in the background, like the screen in the background, did not match the Black Widow. Yeah, no, that and it didn't even match the song. That made absolutely no sense. The backup dancers dressed like G-rated fly girls, just like prancing or prancing around in their um, overalls or whatever. And then, yeah. I mean, I will say I like the nod because the Black Widow did break her arm, so all the backup dancers had casts and their arms were in a sling, so that was kind of cool. But yeah, I totally get it. The outfits made no sense and didn't fit at all whatsoever is very uh very bizarre bizarre 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked it. I felt it like I liked the slings because I was like, oh, you guys are, you know, keeping with the Black Widow. Black Widow doesn't is not going to be held back by this. And this is kind of a support showing. I like that, especially because the choreography was still going on without a, you know, a problem. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the color, the, the offset between like the brightness of everything and then the Black Widow did not match. The, it didn't match the song. So that was the only thing I kind of felt off about. But the vocal performance was, you know, a home run. It was great. And I really did enjoy. That. Yeah, I think that goes back to your point about the, oh, I'm in it for sort of the performance as a whole versus, oh, we're talking about the actual vocals right. here because that's I that's the only knock I have against the Black Widow's performance is the fact that the actual performance performance was distracting. But in terms of the actual singing, I mean, just fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we're going to start talking about this a lot more, uh, probably by closer to the end of this podcast when we've talked about everybody. But I do think this this is going to be a recurring theme of, you know, all around performance versus vocal strength and which one is going to be more um, valued and looked at. Because this is a question we've had coming in to the season after the first couple of weeks was, so if you have a really good singing voice, you're going to stay. And if you're poor at singing, you're gone. I feel like this is maybe where we start seeing a change in pace. But we'll, well get and to I that. Think part later. of that is because everybody's such a good singer and you have to start judging based on something. Else. Yeah, you're splitting hairs at this point. And, um, you know, the monster last season had really great performances, not just the yeah. vocals. And I think that that really helped to propel him to the win in the end. So. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, not that it's necessarily invalid, right? I think where where I have a problem is when the perf- the overall performance is rated above the singing performance, just because to me, it's still a singing show. But I get it. It's voting. People like, you know, back, back, razzle dazzle backup dancers <laughs> that actually make sense in the context of the song. So, yeah. Um, but I okay, so to get to the judges, uh, my favorite line, I think uh Crouch Game on Point <laughs> came from mm-hmm. this performance. I don't know when I'll have the opportunity to use that. So we have these like small fridges and freezers, you know, like um the like the small drink they're not those they're yeah. like science grade drink fridges and freezers you have to crouch down to open and so i'm really excited for when i pass a colleague and be like oh crouch game on point but then i feel like now i say it be out careful. loud yeah that's, that's a me too <laughs> yeah. moment waiting to happen so yeah you like even if your colleague watched the mass singer you can't go into the office and say like so, Steve, what did you think of the Fox's package? No, like you can't. no, I'm not going to do that. But I'll be like, oh, Jared, crouch game on point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Jared. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. So that was a good. That, yeah. The crouch game is the the, the phrase that came out of the uh, the Black Widow's critiques. Um, and then as far as the guesses went, uh, Raven Simone was doubled down by Robin Thicke. And then Nicole and Jenny immediately agreed with Robin. Mm-hmm. This is, I think, the first instance that I can think of where three out of the four judges were like, yeah, no, it's it's this person. We're, we're locking in with you. And then Ken Jeong, the contrarian that he is, went with Miranda Lambert, which, Liana, do you... What? You're familiar with Miranda oh Lambert, gosh. right? In what world is that Miranda Lambert? From the, the, the body movements to the physical shape to the voice to literally everything. Also, she's not from Memphis, so I don't even know what he was... Oh my god. It was like, are you just trying 
trying to do you, little Debbie would have been a better guess than Miranda Lambert. Like, my God, this was one of the situations where I was just frustrated with Ken. I was like, come on, Ken. Like, if you're going to do a joke answer, do a joke answer. Like, make me laugh. Otherwise, just just agree with Robin and we can all move on. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, and then this is where Liana, we get introduced to the new way of showing a clue. We're no longer doing the what about another clue? The Black Widow. Now it's physical items, which I remember last season. I felt the same way as I do now, which to me, this is the worst part of the show now is this like 50 seconds to a minute where we look at an item that really doesn't link up in any way. Um, So we get the physical item and it's unveiled and the black widow has presented us with whipped cream and crackers. And then to give a reason as to why this is their item, they said, I spun webs around these tasty treats. Um, Okay. In my notes, I wrote tasty tweets (laughs) because I can't spell (laughs) <laughs> um but uh okay so you may not like it i really like the visual clue packages mainly because that clue song that they play when the clue gets wheeled out oh that no. slaps that is a total bop is that do the kids say bop now wait slaps the, what's the other word a banger don't. is that a thing uh a banger a, is good uh, it slaps is good. What a tune. That's good too. <laughs> um, the only people who say bop is a uh, kids Bob Karen. Oh my God. It's Bob Karen. Um, anyway. Okay, yeah. fine. That clue song slaps. Uh, it's really, really good. <laughs> and I would rock out to it every single time they wheeled out a clue. So for me, I got really excited. It was very Pavlovian. It was like, Oh yes, the physical clue. Let's get that song going. Um, so, uh, you know, we, <laughs> we had talked, <laughs> shut up. So we had talked about the fact <laughs> that it was Raven Simone. And so I Googled Raven Simone. Simone whipped cream. She did commercials for Cool Whip and Ritz crackers. So again, it makes sense once you kind of know who the person is. You're like, oh, okay. But I would never have remembered off the top of my head that Raven did commercials for Cool Whip and Ritz crackers. So it was something I did have to Google. So I, I mean, pretty useless still, but we get the song and I'm cool with that. I think the biggest takeaway for me from this physical item clue package is that Liana Boris really likes hip hop instrumental track number 137. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like the, um, uh, oh my God, what's the phrase I'm thinking of when it's TV footage, but it's just stock footage. It's like the stock footage version <laughs> of music. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but okay, so it's Raven. <clears throat> okay, yeah, so. Well done, Raven. Oh, yeah. Uh, Before we move on, uh, now new judge to the panel, Anthony Anderson, gets to also put out a guess. And Anthony Anderson goes with Drew Barrymore. Yeah, what? Yeah. The less we talk about that, the better. Well, the funny thing is, (laughs) is that Anthony Anderson, you know, was like, well, I kind of, you know, I wrote Raven in to be my sister on my show. So I've, you know, I've worked with Raven. I don't think it's Raven. Who I think it is, is Drew Barrymore. <laughs> Which, there was also no rationale, really, for the guests. So it was one of those things like, okay, Anthony, sure. <laughs> yeah, so who's the youngest Charlie's Angel? Yeah, that one. Okay, yeah, cool. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, Liana, we can, you know, no segue needed. No introduction needed. Let's talk about the mascot of this show, the thingamajig. Oh, the thing of a jig. Yes. You mean Cisco standing on top of Usher? <laughs> a real Vincent adult man type situation going on yeah. here? Oh, it's what just, a bizarre visual. It's just two kids in a trench coat. 
Um, yeah, I mean, thingamajig, fan favorite, thingamajig. Um, also, uh, what's her face's fan favorite, Nicole Scherzinger's future husband. Oh, uh, oh my God. Which, yeah. oh my gosh, girl, thirsty. Um, mm-hmm. okay, so I didn't learn a single thing from this clue package, so please help me. <laughs> okay, so I learned one thing, exactly one thing, and that is that in the clue package, it kind of looked last supper but there's four other people with the thingamajig and I'm like five people that's a basketball team so like that's like the one connective tissue there which I didn't even get myself I can't even claim it because I think Anthony Anderson brought it up in the uh in the talking later so that's a thing that happened um as far as everything else goes um I tried so so the thing is we think it's Victor Oladipo that's been like the closest you know we've gotten to the thingamajig so I my sister's guess yeah so I looked at gummy worms I looked at bow ties. I looked at shoes dipped in gravy. I thought that could be something that I could find. That's was really it gravy cool. or was it soup? Uh, maybe I'm just so soup entrenched from the B&B that that's all I see. I thought it was soup. Like <laughs> It looked like thicker than soup. Than soup? Yeah. Soup but can be pretty thick. That's true. But like yeah. a plain soup that thick? So what, <laughs> Liana, why are you saying soup? thick with two C's? <laughs> <laughs> girl, girl, are you thicker than a bowl of oatmeal? <laughs> what? That's from a meme. <laughs> we have been mass singering for too long today, as you can tell. This is where we've gotten to. Anyway, what does Victor Oladipo have to do with soup? Nothing, because it's gravy. gravy. Fine. What does he have to do with gravy? <laughs> Nothing. I don't know. Is he smooth like gravy? Is that, is that even a thing? Do people say that? Smooth. Girl, you smoother than a bowl of gravy. Girl, you smoother than a bowl of gravy. <laughs> uh, ooh, Urban Dictionary, smooth as a gravy sandwich. Oh, okay. Well, that's not uh, what. That no, was. it's it's a it's an ultra modern, cool, and hip way to say someone is a klutz. Whoever wrote in ultra modern, cool, hip is none of those things. So <laughs> you should not take that as gospel. Yeah. Also, someone on Urban Dictionary used the word klutz, which that's like, yeah, it's too highbrow for Urban Dictionary. (laughs) Um, I genuinely think to sum up with this clue package, this is the one where I felt like we got nothing new and I was trying to fit my bias into them and it didn't fit anywhere. And I got frustrated and I thought maybe, you know, it's completely wrong. So we'll see later. But I know we'll see later because this is the thingamajig we're talking about. And the thingamajig is not going anywhere. The thingamajig is going to be right here. The thingamajig is in a showmance with a judge. How, even if the thingamajig does horribly in a performance, Liana, the thingamajig is making it far. But the thingamajig isn't going to make a bad performance happen. Because the thingamajig is amazing. And sang Ain't Too Proud to Beg by The Temptations. And I wrote in my notes, he's got soul, but he's not a soldier. Because I thought I was being very witty. Oh my God, that's so clever. I know. I made it up myself. I didn't make it up myself. <laughs> no, just pull lyrics from someone else. Um, yeah, so this is one of my favorite songs of all time. I absolutely, absolutely love, love, love The Temptations. And so to have the thingamajig, someone who I already stand, sing the song. I mean, it was just a match made in heaven. I mean, mm-hmm. Oldies definitely is in the thingamajig's wheelhouse. Um, and then there were also the Elvis-looking backup dancers, which was distracting. Um, but you know what? The thingamajig walking around singing, like, that's 
that's really all I want to see. The only thing that I keep going back to is I think if it ends up being too repetitive with so many amazing singers, mm-hmm. I think then we could start to see some problems. The thing that gives me hope is the fact that he did Rainbow by Casey Musgraves last week, which is, you know, obviously like that's a, a, a deviation from, I think what is normally in his wheelhouse and was able to do a really good version of that. So um, yeah, I mean, obviously I'm here for it. Nicole's in love with him and, and so am I. Yeah, well, the, to take your point, the, I do have to say, though, the thingamajig did do the Casey Musgrave song similarly to how the thingamajig's done the other songs with that soul, right? It was so, the same style, yeah. right? So, so it's like, okay, if you're going to do covers of different songs, we're going to have the same style. Is that enough to make it different? Right. right. I think you got to take it, flip it, and reverse it, um, and maybe do, like, do a pop song with like your own twist to it. But I think it has to be upbeat. What I'm saying is I've yet to see the thingamajig do like the, I'm getting on my feet to dance. Um, I feel like I'm holding out a lighter at every song, which I'm completely fine with. You know, I like, I like these songs They make me feel the feels, but also I need that bop. I think you need that bop to, you know, think about the monster last season. The monster did a little bit of everything. We had like mm-hmm. dancing. We had that soul. So the thingamajig needs to, you know, change it up a little bit but again i'm not truly worried about the thingamajig ultimately it's just that i think range is important and as much as your singing range has been like you're showing us how deep your voice can go i think it's time to show us that you're also fun and you got that razzle dazzle like to show some diversity essentially exactly um okay well so while we're on the subject of the thingamajig Jess asked if um we could come up with emojis to mm-hmm. use to stand the thingamajig so the current emojis that I have chosen are the broccoli emoji and mm-hmm. the suit emoji <laughs> um because that's kind of what he looks like I, I, there's no asparagus emoji I checked yeah at least not yet okay now I think the broccoli is a good start I think a suit works it's gotta be um, something green. So I just I googled like emojis green. Most of them are just plants. Um, I think the broccoli one is good though because it's like the top of his like fuzz hair. You know? Yeah. Oh my god, there's a bok choy emoji. <laughs> Who needs to send a bok choy emoji? I don't know. What if like you know how Domino's does the thing where you you know send the pizza emoji and you get pizza? What if you needed an emergency bok choy? Delivery? <laughs> like I really need bok choy. Yeah, I'm just gonna tweet out bok choy. <laughs> exactly. I think you've hit it. I think broccoli emoji, suit emoji, and then the lime green heart emoji. Combine oh, those three. Or is that got too much the- green? What color is his suit? It's like a it's like a reddish brown. Right. It's like a it's like it's a like- pattern, isn't it? It's like a is it like a gingham? It's plaid. Maybe plaid. broccoli emoji, suit emoji, plaid. Okay, you know what? This is making for terrible podcasting. Jess, we'll get back to you. But this, <laughs> uh, broccoli and suit emoji, I think, are a good place to start. Broccoli suit, hands up, or broccoli suit heart, if you're really into the thingamajig. Yeah, and you I think you're three. Set. You need yeah. three, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the guesses, Liana. Let's talk about some of these guesses. So, first of all, Nicole loves the thingamajig. And uh, when they unmask, um, they better, you know, I, I think the chemistry is going to be there. So I'm really curious whoever it is behind this mask um, because they're seemingly into Nicole as well. But um, Nicole's in love with the thingamajig and it's real. But uh, Robin Thicke goes with Montel Jordan, Jenny McCarthy with by far the worst guess of the entire night with Tony Parker. I'm sorry, 
But as a fan of the NBA, if you're going to go with a basketball player and you're like, oh, it's a tall person, you don't go with one of the shorter guys. Tony Parker was married to um, uh, Eva Longoria, and they were a very short couple. So how are you going to tell me that of all the basketball players, you're getting Tony Parker? I don't understand. Yeah, well, I was like, oh, next she's going to guess like Earl Boykins or something like that. I was like, <laughs> yeah. let me just guess the really tiny players in the oh NBA. My God. Yeah. <laughs> Muggsy Bogues is going to be the next one yeah. on the list. Like um, Dennis Rodman was Nicole Scherzinger's. Okay. If you're going to be in love with somebody and then you're going <laughs> to guess Dennis Rodman, that just seems like a choice to me. I don't know if this is unveiling something about Nicole or like what the deal is here, but that was very odd. I completely forgot about that part. Yeah. Like, how bizarre. So, the clue that we got from the thingamajig was the American, which again came out to the bop of a song, um, the American Sign Language Dictionary. So, not to pile too much on this whole Victor Oladipo thing, but his sister is dead. So sign language to communicate with his sister. Yeah, exactly. I just, I really hope it's all Victor Oladipo. I, um, spoiler alert, Liana, in the uh, time that we haven't talked about the thingamajig, I drafted the thingamajig in my fantasy basketball league. If it is Victor Oladipo, so he better be there because I drafted him. Oh, you drafted uh, Victor. For some reason, all I could think of was that. <laughs> thingamajig was actually out there playing like victor oladipo has to play in his uh his costume assuming it is him i feel like if there's a if the space jam 2 movie does happen having the thingamajig on would be great just putting Mm -hmm. that out there to whoever's producing that um but then this is where um we get the conversation about i think jenny mccarthy says you know oh i took um I had to learn sign language in my cat in Catholic school. And then we had episode six is creepiest comment of the, uh, of the week, which was Robin Thicke saying, I learned different things in Catholic school than you did in a tone much more inappropriate than what I just did. Yeah. that Okay. The comment in and of itself was not inappropriate, but the, the tone that he used, it was like, well, I did very different things in Catholic yeah. school. Like, okay. Like, that is not what you were sent there for, Robin. <laughs> that is inappropriate, yeah, sir. No it, well, it's because he just wanted to wear a uniform. <laughs> <laughs> he aspired to wear a uniform. Yeah, like, yeah. I guess I can go to Sunday school. Okay. All right. <clears throat> okay. Oh, yeah. So then we can, you know, Liana, let's get out of the cocoon. Let's go and talk about the butterfly. Yeah, I had totally forgotten that she had electrocuted herself last week. It's like, oh, my God, thank goodness she's still here. Um, uh, So this clue package, I think, out of all of them was I mean, it built on the previous clue packages. So, you know, the whole like sang in church, um, which we had gotten the religious um, sort of like clue package before um the british clue again which we had seen before the whole like nurse and car salesman of the year thing i didn't quite get um but at least those other two things didn't uh didn't make me feel any differently about the butterfly yeah i um didn't get anything new out of the uh, clues at all um and if anything i spent the first like half of the clue package like i'm pretty sure we had a good guess on this who was it who who are we thinking of? And there was another problem. I'm like, oh yeah, the black widow, the butterfly, and the ladybug. We do have three insects on the show. I had forgotten that as well. So the refresher course was going on during the clue package. But eventually, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember who it was. But none of these clues linked for me. So I was like, let's just get into the performance and enjoy that, which I did, by the way. 
Well, I think here, though, it was it wasn't that the clues they for me, the clues just said the exact same thing that we had seen in the clues previously. Right. So the British thing, because she saw we had London in her package twice. Um, and so I think all of that, like, still fit. Um, so, yeah, because Michelle Williams was who we had both talked about because of the line. Everyone's saying her name, the say my name. Yeah. Which, again, maybe that's why I latch on to certain clues when they're subtle enough, but still pretty, like, obvious if you think about it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, again, I'm still still going with confirmation bias here with Michelle Williams. I guess maybe I'm a little bit more bullish on that just because nothing really stood out to me that it was her, apart from the fact that it it just didn't invalidate. Right. So I didn't move forward towards feeling better about her, but I didn't really regress necessarily. So, yeah, but this, but the, I don't know the texture and tone of her voice. I mean, she, Oh my God, what a range. Like the don't know why by Nora Jones. Again, you talked about the like different take on a song. I mean, this was so, so good. Mm -hmm. So good. Oh my gosh. This, this gave me chills. I really loved this performance. This was very good. I, um, I did write in my notes that the butterfly has a very, very soothing voice. So in comparison to all the other performances we had heard thus far, this was the one where I, I felt calm. Like, you know, for a moment there, I just like leaned back into my chair and just took the, the voice in and I enjoyed every bit of it. I also liked the production of like all these like umbrellas in the air that were kind of like lights and they were kind of like lampposts, but they were umbrellas. So I did enjoy that as well. Um, and the song was well done. This was an all round good experience for me and I wasn't mad at it one bit. And I got to say, like up until this point, I wasn't really like, you know, a huge, huge fan of the butterfly, but the butterfly has won me over. This is again, someone like the, um, uh, the flower where like, I'm not mad at it. It's not someone who I'm rooting for. Cause I, you know, I have my little faves, but I liked what I got and it was enjoyable. I mean, I think she's a front runner for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so. uh, again, there's a lot of really talented singers, so it could come down to overall performance mm-hmm. and song choice. But uh, based on this, I mean, oh my gosh, like that's just how do you, how do you not? Ugh, well, a mass singer Australia, whatever. I'm mad about that because, okay, here's the deal. So I don't want to spoil anything about the mass singer AU, but I'm like real mad about the situation. So there was a final three where I thought personally the woman, it was a woman and two men, and I thought the woman was hands down deserved to be the winner based on the singing performances but the two other males made it to the final two and i think it's based on this whole quote-unquote overall performance thing and i was real frustrated not that the person who won didn't necessarily deserve it but i thought that the other person who was in the final three did a really good job and i'm just a little worried about that happening here like the freaking leopard making it all the way to the final three somehow the leopard ends up beating the butterfly not based on singing performance but based on his whole like shtick because he's the leopard or whatever okay i need to take a breath you you talk now you okay we haven't gotten there yet and i was waiting for this feud but the leopard is an institution oh whatever (laughs) the leopard okay you know we'll, we'll get to the leopard later i will say i understand your pain and genuinely this is gonna be a debate we're gonna have for the 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 many weeks in front of us of overall performance versus vocal range because I'm starting to feel like you and I represent the two different camps and that's actually pretty perfect for what we're doing here. Um, but yeah, Liana's not joking. She uh, messaged me while watching it because I didn't watch any of it. But 
the 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 anger you're hearing <laughs> i got that in text form and it was just as angry if not angrier and it's so funny because he had no like we had no idea what i was talking about and i was just like you're not gonna believe this blah 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 blah, yeah. blah. i was the Lindsay lohan i was like uh what Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, totally get it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know who any of the celebrities were, but like, mm. <laughs> I felt very passionately about the final three. Um. Anyway, okay. Let's close out the butterflies so we can talk about your favorite. Ugh. Okay, well, your favorite. But yes. Um. So Anthony Anderson says, you know, soulful, texture, honest. These are the three things I got. Uh, three words I wrote down to describe your performance. I think that's on point. Um. We had two judges jump on the same guests. Uh, Nicole and Jenny both went with Michelle Williams. Robin Thicke kept with his Leona Lewis. Um, and then the uh, physical clue, which, Leona, I would love for you to try and explain to me how this links up in any way, was a forensic kit. Well, we all know Michelle Williams, when she was young, wanted to be uh, <laughs> uh, on NCIS, uh, which <laughs> then reflects, look, I don't know. Um, I, I really honestly don't. And then the verbal clue that went along with it was once I had the chance to choose life or death. Yeah. Uh, pretty grim. Uh, yeah. I mean, seriously, I don't know what that means. I don't know how that relates to the forensics kit. Uh, so uh, look, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's not Michelle Williams. Every now and then we get a clue or something that makes me feel like, okay, I need to find this out soon because it's going to bug me. And this is probably the one reason I don't want Butterfly to make it far is because I need to find out what this meant. Because I need this answered ASAP. I'm really curious. It makes no kind of sense to me. So maybe that's where I feel like I stand on the Butterfly. But can I tell you where Ken Jong stands on the Butterfly? Ken Jong has this ridiculous theory of, listen, it's never happened before. It could happen. What if? What if this is actually Nora Jones and Nora Jones did her own song differently to throw us off, which love the theory. If someone was to do this in a season in the future, I would love it. This is not the time. That would actually be really amazing. Can you imagine coming in and doing your own song, but then kind of throwing your voice to make it sound like someone else? I would be here for that. I know you would be here for that because Liana. Spoiler alert, when we get to the next week of performances for the Leopard and the Leopard hits you with a classic kiss from a rose or something, you are going to remember saying you'd be here for that because the next person we're going to talk about is the Leopard. And I love the Leopard and you love the Leopard, too. Why do you love the Leopard so much? Please explain. Okay, I love the Leopard because so for me, you know, we just talked about vocal versus overall, right? The Masked Singer is a show that is meant to encapsulate silliness, entertainment, and singing. And I don't think anyone is hitting all three uh, prongs of the trident like the leopard. The leopard, whoever it may be, is completely in character. The leopard is giving us clues, but also throwing us off and being extra. I do agree. Some of the extra stuff is too, too extra. But we are, there is not a dull moment when the leopard is on the screen. There really isn't. Um, I just love how much the leopard is doing to entertain us, going out of their way to do more when they might not need to do more, when their singing could speak for itself, maybe. But they're doing a lot, and I just appreciate it. Because 
I'm here to be entertained by silliness. If I wanted to just watch true singing performance and prowess, I'll watch, you know, I would have stuck with American Idol or I would have stuck with watching The Voice. But even when I was watching The Voice, the singing was great, but I liked the banter between the judges and the jokes between Blake and Adam and stuff like that. So that's why for me, this bleeds into the performances and bleeds into what I'm watching it for, which is give me the silliness times at a hundred, but then also know how to sing so that I get you every week and I'm happy. And the leopard's doing that. That's why I picked the leopard with my third pick, even though I don't really feel like the leopard's going to win, but I'm feeling better about that choice now that we're hearing more from the leopard. So Liana, I'm going to, flip the script on to you why do you not like the leopard <laughs> because it's not the it's the mass singer it's not the masked performer or the masked person doing the most or the masked banter between the judges uh-huh. i i feel like this is I'm like oh my god she's such a purist <laughs> only look at the singing do you remember what show we're watching it's silly <laughs> i i know which is the fact that we're actually having a quote-unquote serious debate about mm-hmm. this <laughs> this really makes me laugh Maybe it's because I think the leopard is too much. It's too much. The yeah. leopard. But the I'm leopard. amused by how amused you are by it. I also feel like this could be a type of thing where I would stand ironically and then ultimately become a stan. Um, so that I, cu- I could see that happening. But you already stand the leopard. And so I feel like I need to play devil's advocate. <laughs> yeah, I, to the I think that you didn't let yourself like the leopard because of how much I like the leopard. And I think that's on my bad because everyone deserves to love the leopard. Like I love the leopard, but then Liana, I guess um, to, you know, keep this debate going a little longer, just one question. What is the most memorable thing about season two of the mass singer for you? When you think of the mass singer, is it not egg, 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 egg? Is that singing or is that entertainment? (laughs) Okay, sure. I mean, that's a good point, but I'm also not thinking of what's the most iconic moment. I mean, plus the most iconic moment of season one was the singing of the monster for me. So yes, but also if the monster didn't come out as kiss one week and then in a suit the other week, like that helped the monster. You have to agree. Okay, so wait, the, so the, the leopard being out here pretending like they're in the Lion King or maybe the new Cats movie that like really mm-hmm. did it for you. But the was the performance not good though. It was still good singing. It wasn't yeah, it like was number yeah, one. But, in the- okay, but I still thought that the leopard deserved to go home over the black <gasps> widow. I you thought the Black didn't. Widow should have stayed. Maybe it was a deal. It's like, oh, she broke her arm, so we're going to send her home. It's more of a, you know, in Survivor, when they vote people. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's not a medivac. <laughs> it's more like a, oh, okay, we're going to vote you out because you're injured, like, kind of deal. <laughs> Maybe it was that situation. Because, like, I think that, you know, the, it, the singing was all right. You know, I, I'm not afraid to admit that I was really nervous when we got to the voting reveal because I thought that the leopard was going to be in the bottom two, like, in the sense that, it's the leopard or someone else, but the leopard's in contention. And then when it was Black Widow, I did let out a, oh my God, really? Like a gasp. But, you know, and talking about it now, again, we go back to the, the three prongs of the trident and the leopard completed those. Even though one of, like, one of them, the singing, wasn't as strong, quote unquote, the leopard gave us three out of three, whereas the Black Widow gave us maybe two out of three. 
It's, so, it's only because of the backup dancers were wearing the wrong outfits. Yeah, and the colors were off. And then the yeah. slings. Like, I think the judges talked about, like, the slings were, like, a little bit. Because like, then it's like, okay, the audience didn't connect to it, or did the judges tip the scales there? I think the leopard standing there next to Nick and being like, every five seconds is working with the audience. And that's what it needs to work it's with. so creepy. And with its like weird green eyes, I love it. I I saw that you got um. I saw on social media, Liana now has a monster plushie. I do. Um, yeah, can I get a leopard plushie? That might be too complicated. She told me that she could do, so I ordered. This, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I ordered this custom because I'm a weirdo. Um, I saw it on the internet. She had made one. It's this woman who has an Etsy store, Love and a Sandwich. Check it out if you're interested. Shout and out. she, um, she had made one for herself. And then I asked if I could get one made for me, and she was like, "Sure." Um, and then somebody else asked about a thingamajig plushie, but she was like, "Oh, it's a little bit more complicated. Um, like the pattern would be more complicated." But if you do want your own monster plushie, um, you know, feel free to tweet at me and I can point you in the right direction. I think um, I think, Liana, you should you should buy me a leopard plushie. It's too complicated. Did you not just listen to my entire rant? <laughs> yeah, but if if I'm a good co-host, you'll make it work. OK, I'll buy you one of those little plastic leopards that you can get. That is not like the same. Every single museum gift shop, even if it's about something that is completely unrelated <laughs> to animals. Did you ever notice that? OK, one time I went to um, I was visiting my sister. and We went to NASA has this like museum in, uh, in okay. Texas and whatever. So you, we went to the gift shop because, of course, everybody goes to the gift shop and they had the little those little plastic animals. And I was like this is space there's no leopards in space yeah have you not heard of space leopard and then snow leopard <laughs> yeah it's like i can get it i like i would understand if it was like the dog or the monkey or whatever that they sent to space but i'm pretty sure no one's ever sent a leopard to space <laughs> maybe it was in someone's like you know like package where they took a bunch of toys with them <laughs> Stop saying package. Pakai, sorry. Oh my god. god. Oh, okay, let's let's now. keep this moving. Okay. Uh just quickly, I will also accept if you go to build a bear and then get me a bear that has the leopard's voice and you do the voices. That's also okay by me. Anyways, we'll move on to Liano. Actually, I talked about the performance. What did you think of the performance? No, I mean I thought it was really good. Um Oh. None of the performances were bad. I'm not going to hate on the leopard just because I'm not into his whole shtick, but I will appreciate talent when I hear it. Right. Um, plus, he had his own dude in the audience who was like losing his nonsense over That's uh, my guy. this performance. That's you. <laughs> it's it's your uh, your buddy. Um, yeah. I did think it was funny. He's just, just like with his staff, just like standing and singing, just being very stoic. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, no, it was, it was great. And then the um, clue package, I just want to talk about for a second. I, I just need to know. So do you do you remember the uh, the newspaper clipping clue mm -hmm. that we got that said, are you going to go my way? Mm -hmm. Do you think that's the leopard leaning into the RuPaul thing? Yeah, I thought about that also with the Star Strikes Oppose because Billy mm -hmm. Porter was one of their guesses. I right. think the leopard is the person who is definitely doing the most to throw the judges off. Although I did hear from Nin I think it was there was an interview with Ninja or with someone who was like, "Oh, you don't actually really the celebrities don't really have a say in their clue package," but that 
maybe it was from someone on season one and that could have changed. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that these are some examples of where it's like, oh, hey, I'm trying to make you think that this was a previous person that you guessed. So I think it's it's done on purpose. And that's why, honestly, I just ignored the whole clue package once I started seeing those. because I was like, oh, this is all just red herrings. What am I supposed to mm-hmm. take away from this? Yeah, I mean, the good thing is like we've kind of done all the uh, the digging for now, and then we're just here to enjoy these performances, vocal and otherwise. So that's been fun, well, at least I for guess. the leopard. Like we feel oh, like yeah. we know that seal potentially. Yeah. And so my notes for the performance, I have three things. One is "Teenage Dream" by Katy Perry, and then "I Love You, Seal," <laughs> and then <laughs> "I Love the Lion King" motif. <laughs> so there you have it. That's that encapsulates all my feelings about this. Um, and then, so the comments, Nicole Scherzinger, one mind with me says, you're all in and I love it. So yes, agreed. Also the leopard proposed to Nick Cannon. Yeah. What was that about? I liked Nick Cannon's response of I'm uncomfortable right now. <laughs> That's how I felt. You were like, I'm all in and I love it. And I'm Nick Cannon going, I'm uncomfortable right now. I think that. Because, you know, we think about it, right? So, like, Nicole and Thingamajig have a thing. The penguin, like, you know, squeezed Nick's butt. I feel like right now the in is to make it seem like you're entangled with one of these judges or, you know, the host. So, I think that was a spur-of-the-moment decision by the leopard to get down on one knee and propose. And, you know, Nick said yes. For all we know, that saved the leopard. Right. Maybe. I just feel bad for whichever one of these uh, gets involved with Jenny McCarthy, because I think that we're going to see like the death of all Rottweilers or foxes because they don't get their shots. <laughs> <laughs> She's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> so then as far as the guesses go, uh, Bobby Brown was Ken Jeong's guess. And then Nicole Scherzinger plus everyone else went with Billy Porter. It's Billy Porter. And then the uh, physical clue was cameras or to be specific it was like old school cameras mm-hmm. yeah uh i can't remember if it was i think it was anthony anderson who pointed this out the eartha kit voice and then that's like all i could hear was eartha kit so now i like to think my guess is if you're gonna go with seal i'm gonna go with eartha kit <laughs> <laughs> well to quickly back up the physical clue um seal used to be a photographer so there you go oh eartha Seal's kit died in 2008 Liana, too soon. Sorry. It's <laughs> the ghost of Eartha Kit. <laughs> it's Eartha Kit's it, hologram. No, it's um, what's her face uh, doing Eartha Kit for the Snatch Game? Oh yeah. Uh, who was it? That oh, Chi-Chi. Yes, Chi-Chi Devane did uh did Eartha Kit. Oh, and Valentina did too. But I was thinking of the Chi-Chi version. Okay. Anyway, all right. Uh, flamingo. Uh, flamingo. We're going to go to the flamingo. Um, so What's the flamingo, your transition? We're going to fly on over. Do flamingos fly? They do, right? Uh, no. Flaming- do they? Yeah, I don't I'm, think so. No, I'm pretty. Yeah, flamingos fly. Flamingos can travel by flying up to 375 miles or 600 kilometers in one night. Damn, flamingo. Look at you go. Well, it's because we always just see them standing on one leg. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. They need a rebranding flamingos so that people know that they can fly. Ooh, ooh, I have a good segue. All right, it's time to do the tango with the flamingo. That sounded better flamingo. than I thought. That was horrible. <laughs> flamingo. <Yeah. laughs> All right, okay. so the clue package. 
this is this podcast has been a fever dream, by the way. Um, so the clue package, the Flamingo had uh, my story is not all fantasy. I hated hearing the sound of my own voice. It's kind of like a, with the Fox. We kind of got the same. Like, I didn't like my voice. So, you know, I had to like figure it out and then mentioned that I'm le- relearning how to say thank you. And they based on the reactions and the reception they got, they decided that tonight it's just going to be me and my voice and my God, Liana. As someone who doubted you picking the Flamingo, I think this was by far the strongest vocal performance of the night. For me, it's a cross. Yeah, it's tough between the Flamingo and the Butterfly for me in terms of performances. But yeah, I mean, this was really strong. So this was from uh, The Greatest Showman, um, which actually the Peacock did. So I don't know if this is like a bird thing (laughs) of doing songs from The Greatest Showman. Um, But oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, really, all you could focus on was her voice because it was just her, you know, standing up on the little podium thing and then like walking down. I think really what we got to see was the range that she has and that she can belt it i mean it was really outstanding absolutely and you know just just goes to show that yes you can do a performance with you know vocal being the focal point and faring well and i enjoyed it yeah i think also she benefits from the fact that you know we talked about the variety with the thingamajig she didn't she do footloose last time so the fact that we're getting this type of variety from her i think is really great i think it speaks well to her chances about winning this whole thing um Mm -hmm. i think i think she's in it for the long haul i think so too i think flamingo is actually funny enough that you brought up the peacock in that same position where i think poised for final three final four um Mm -hmm. if everything goes according to plan which if you made me make these predictions without having heard any of them and just the costumes, it would have been like Flamingo's out second. So, no, Flamingo's doing a lot yeah, better than I thought. because you just have this weird, irrational hatred for the Flamingo costume. It just looks budget. I'm what? sorry. It no, does. you know what looks budget? The Penguin costume looks budget. Oh, I agree with you there. For sure. The Flamingo has amazing feathers. The costume really? that was part of the They described, there's like a video on Facebook, I think, that you can watch that talks about the Flamingo costume. It's got a lot of feathers. You know what else had feathers at some point? Pillows. They're great. <laughs> what? J- you know, just talk about things that have feathers that we appreciate, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. What? I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know where we're going. Okay. All right. Reel, reel it back in. Reel it back we're, in. We're going to zero in on the guesses now in the comments. So the guesses. Robin Thicke went with Fantasia, which honestly, not a bad guess. Um, I would say not a bad guess. And then. Uh, Jenny McCarthy went with Adrian, and then the uh, and then the other two didn't really have guesses, or at least they're not in my notes. And then the uh, physical Liana was the uh, the physical clue was a NAACP award. Um, yeah, no, wait. So did you talk about Jenny? Because I remember last time didn't we talk about it being Adrian Bal- Balian or whatever her last name is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I looked up if she has an NAACP uh, award, and she does. Um, But the other thing, so I just keep going back, though, to the YouTube clue, because she had another line, anything but basic. And I know that isn't that a clothing line, anything but basic. And I don't know if. Oh, uh, it is? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure. But there's also um, there's this podcast called Pretty Basic, which is done from two YouTubers. The thing is, is that I don't know if those YouTubers can sing is the problem. Um, but otherwise I just keep going back to the YouTube thing. So, but also triple threat, sung, dance, acted, 
that that could be Adrian, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I think Adrian is like the front runner for this. But I think for me, the flamingo and the tree are again the two that I'm really not sure about and don't think I have any clue on. The uh, ladybug. Or, I also feel like I don't really know. The ladybug. I feel like oh, that's the one where we thought it was Ashley Simpson or could be. Yes. Yeah. The ladybugs the, in the. Mix. I don't know who the fox is either. It's Wayne Brady. I yeah I uh, I know you think that I just want it to be I think more than I think it I yeah, just need it to well. be Wayne Brady so yeah I, I yeah take okay. it I, off take <laughs> it off so yeah also you, you mentioned earlier that being a very cringe awkward thing to say imagine you know chanting take it off about your peers which for those of you who haven't listened I was on Renap um earlier or this past week. Uh, doing the mass renapper where I had found people from the podcasting realm to participate in a very similar kind of format to mass singer. Uh, you can check that out. Rob and Akiva need a podcast. All right. <laughs> nice weird- plug in the If anybody's still listening at this point. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. They get the plugs out now. Who knows? Who's going to be here? Hey, maybe that's what we should do. We got to start doing all of our plugs at the beginning because nobody's going to make it this far. <laughs> All right, this might be three hours, so check us out in all these places. <laughs> yeah, you can find me on social media at Leona Boris. <laughs> we do the outro as the intro now. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right, I think that's you know that could be a new thing that we start a trend there. Maybe. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So the final, you know, get the final guesses in the vote reveal. We get teased. It's not the final vote. We're gonna go to the commercial. Comes back. Black Widow is out of here, and the final guesses. Liana, Nicole, and Robin say Raven Simone. Anthony Anderson doubles down with Drew Barrymore. Ken Jeong doubles down with Miranda Lambert. And then Jenny McCarthy goes with Amber Riley. Who is it, Liana? It's raven Simone. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, first of all, I still think it should have been a leopard, but fine. Whatever. Uh, it goes back to, I think, the bro- I think I just I, the conspiracy theorist in me thinks that there's something to do with the broken arm. Um, but my favorite moment of this entire thing was when they announced the Black Widow. And then you can see this is like a very, very brief shot. But there's a camera from up above. And you can kind of see the other Mass Singer contestants. And most of them are kind of still standing there. But they're clearly supposed to be leaving the stage that so the Black Widow is left on stage. But the thingamajig has like wandered off into the backstage. <laughs> like he's not even heading towards the door. He's just like heading back and it's like nah bro like wait (laughs) um and then so then i assume all of the the men in black come out to escort all of the uh the mass singers off but that part really made me laugh i felt bad leona i did feel bad because like i said moment of relief that the leopard's safe but also we're losing you know the black widow and we are getting to that part of the show where like it or not we're gonna start losing people that we like and we want to hear more from and we want to you know, see, make it further. But I think that the Black Widow story was ultimately complete at this point when two or three of the judges have the same guess. It's like, okay, well, you're kind of found. And it's, and then it ends up being that person. It's like, okay, well then good thing you went out now. And this didn't like prolong any further. Um, Raven Simone can sing. I didn't know Raven Simone could sing like this. And I found someone that I could potentially listen to in the future. I, I know that I'm kind of like, you know, eulogizing Raven some more right now, but she did break her arm and we learned lesson for the, for everybody listening. 
don't ride a hoverboard at 33. She did amazing. And actually, I'm kind of surprised because so episode five sort of wrapped up like that round of people. So then we were down to to 10. And then usually what they'll do is they will mix people around so that you sort of yeah. have the stronger performers. Then you have like maybe one or two weak performers so that you're not you losing a really strong performer. And I feel like if we're going to look at these two groups of five. So the Rottweiler, the Ladybug the tree and the flower and the fox i feel like that as a group is not as strong as the black widow thingamajig butterfly flamingo leopard so i don't know what if they were thinking that maybe the leopard would have gone home here and then maybe they're hoping the ladybug goes next i don't know so um i think probably next week we're gonna see that original group of five so ladybug tree flower fox but then i hope they start to mix things up just because i mean oh my god everybody's so good Maybe everybody's just good. I don't I know think what I so. want. Leon, I genuinely think everyone's really good. I think once, and even the ladybug's not that bad, but once the ladybug goes, it's like, who goes next? Maybe the leopard, but we are getting to that point where everyone's just great. I think after the penguin went, we were just going to, we're losers no matter what. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. someone's going to go that has some kind of talent. And again, I hate to say it, and I'm probably like the only person that feels this way. I'm happy that the leopard's still here because okay, we know. Yeah, but I think about Leon. I think about like I watch other shows, as you know, we all watch every. Imagine if everyone just watched one show. Um, <laughs> like you and, could only watch one. You could only yeah. do one. <laughs> and I feel like we need like the diversity. We need like the mixture of the types of people, and I feel like. There are other Black Widows on this cast. There is only one leopard, is how I feel currently. Rude. I mean, again, and I've mentioned, I loved Raven's performances, and I thought the Black Widow did really well, and I was surprised when the Black Widow left. But I think the leopard needs to stay. Like, I think they needed the leopard. So I don't know if I subscribe to, they thought the leopard would go here. Um, But maybe the leopard knows what it's doing. I don't know. Now I'm just in this, like, circle jerk with myself on the leopard and I'm just going to stop it. So, can you say that? I don't know if you can, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> it's late in the podcast. It's fine. Rob's falling asleep if he even listened. So, yeah. yeah. Pacage. <laughs> circle Pacage. <laughs> circle Pacage. Sorry, Rob. <laughs> okay. Uh, do, do, do. Okay, what else do we have to talk about? Anything else or are we done here? Um, so really we're pretty much done. Um, I guess the one last question to bring up is who do you think is the favorite? Like if we were doing a power ranking, who is number one to take this whole thing after all these episodes we've seen? I mean, I feel really strongly about the flamingo and the butterfly. Mm-hmm. I, when you pick both of them, right? I, yeah. Okay. So yeah, maybe this is my bias, but I think they're just amazing singers. And I really hope that one of them ends up winning. I mean, the thingamajig just from the like get go is a favorite of mine. Um, but I think I would pick either one of the flamingo or the uh, butterfly. I think that's very strong. I think if the thingamajig ends up giving us that like other side, to him we can put thingamajig back in that um potentially as well and i think out of the other branch of people i think the rottweiler is also a big possibility to winning now i would say the tree the tree also the tree for me was like a completely dark horse i didn't see the tree coming into contention at all until this episode but with that group specifically i feel like the tree and the rottweiler were two that we've only seen we had only seen in that first week 
and we hadn't seen since. And like, yeah. that's a month in between. So when we see them again next week, I think we'll feel a lot stronger because I do think having heard people three times over two times is a big difference. Because, again, we're coming in now and we're like, OK, these were all strong singers. I think the next batch will also be strong. Yeah, because I think I remember the tree. I had some qualms with some breath control issues for her that I don't mm-hmm. really notice with the butterfly and the flamingo. So, you know, that could set her back. But we need we need a third performance, I think, to really suss it out. My concern for the flower, a.k.a. Patti LaBelle, oh, even yeah. if it's not Patti LaBelle, it's still definitely Patti LaBelle, <laughs> um, is that she will have, I don't know, like a Gladys Knight type situation where she'll come in like second or third. Um uh, I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah. Wait, did Gladys Knight come in third or did Joey Fatone come in third? No, Joey Fatone and uh, uh, oh, the lion. The only thing I can fifth. think of is Rain Wilson, but I know that's <laughs> Rain Wilson. What was her name? Bruce Willis's rumor Willis. Rumor Willis. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like Dwight. <laughs> Dwight from The Office is on mm-hmm. The Masked Singer. That would be yeah. a great get. But like, yeah, but it's Rain Wilson as Dwight. Okay. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Okay, so I have one other thing I want to bring up before we wrap this up. Um, so Killian in the Facebook group, the patron group, uh, apparently was on one of the dating apps. It actually, it looks like shit, but I don't know for sure. Um, and got into a conversation with someone they matched with talking about the mass Singer, which is <laughs> awesome, and was able to get in an egg, egg, egg chant. So oh my I God, think, incredible. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's amazing. And reference Steve Buscemi as the skeleton. <laughs> hey, so, oh, shout out. Remember that? I love it. I love it. Well, Liana, I've had a lot of fun. I know it's been a longer one. I know it's been taxing, but I had a lot of fun. I missed our discussions about the mass Singer. And I think I look forward to doing this every week, especially if we're going to butt heads about differing opinions of the leopard this could be a long season but i'm here for all of it (laughs) yeah well i think next week do we know if we're gonna see those other five performers i gotta imagine Um, this has to be right it's the other five yeah i would assume so because usually the way that they do the episodes is in pairs because you get like one eliminated from each so um i think that's who we're gonna see next week it's not confirmed but um i think that makes the most sense yeah so we'll we'll be back here to most likely talk about the rot Weiler, the box, the flower. Um, but between now and then, you can find us on social media. I am at Puyaism on all major platforms. Liana, where can people find you? Yeah, I'm at Liana Boris, L-I-A-N-A-B-O-R-A-A-S. Um, if you, you missed our mid-episode plug. <laughs> um, so I am doing the RHAP B&B with Mike Bloom. Um, we just recorded with Jessica Lease this past week. And then we have Mary Holland coming up as a guest. She's a comedian, amazing, hilarious podcaster. Um, I'm really, really excited to have her back. Um, and then what else? What else is going on? Well, if you missed my plug from like 15 minutes ago, I was on the last episode of Renap with Robin Akiva and Shut Up Tim. We prepared a game of Mass Renapper for Robin Akiva and will not spoil any of it. Go check it out. It was a fun time. It definitely helped me get to hear um, 
because I didn't get to do any mass Singer type stuff for two weeks. And that was like a great release. So you can check that out. Oh, uh, the other thing I thought of. So those of you who are watching Drag Race UK. So Mike, Brent and I are planning on getting together in like a couple weeks to talk about Ooh. the season as a whole. Yeah. So um, that's a thing that's probably going to happen at some point. Amazing. Because we've had a lot also, of people ask. Yeah. No, I've seen that. And uh, from what I've been seeing, this has been a strong season. Yeah. And then last but not least, you can find our podcast feed uh rob has a website.com slash mass singer uh there you can leave us a review if you'd like um thank you to everybody who's left us a review at this point it's been much appreciated and you're all lovely folks you are all leopards to me <laughs> yeah that's that's like a compliment from you and an insult from me god you're being a real leopard right now <laughs> thank you liana that means yeah. the world to me <laughs> yeah <we have> miscommunication <laughs> i'm gonna hear it my way all right all, all right. right let's get out of here all right so from the sd card and the gummy worm it's been a pleasure and we will unmask you next week take care everybody bye